Welcome to Hardly Initiated. It is your host, Tyshawn Jackson, here rocking with my co-host, Ryan Catches. Yo, y'all see that? Listen, 8 p.m. sharp. Yo, yes. shout out to the producer on this one. This is crazy. We are getting better and better. For the people who's been rocking with us since day one, y'all know it was like 8.30, 8.45. Now it's 8 o'clock on the dot, and we're here ready to rock and give you some great game here today because not only have we brought this beautiful presence here on the platform here today, but we got some special for y'all. For those of you who tuned in today, we're going to be talking about how abuse impacts promiscuity and other risky behaviors. <laughs> yes. Yes. This will be a very good show y'all. And in order for us to conduct this beautiful conversation, not only is this young lady here with us a beauty, but she also is the brains not only, I mean, you've been in the game now, the mental health space for over 15 years, but eight years uh, of those years, you yeah. have been a licensed marriage and family therapist. Did I say that right? Yeah, absolutely. I said so, it wrong last time. You correct no, me. No, no. Well, I just, yeah, I mean, yeah, licensed marriage and family therapist. But yeah, I've been in the game for a minute. So I work with like a, a lot of mental health. So you're running the middle of anxiety, depression, but I also kind of went off into see some like niches, things that people don't usually touch. So I think we're going to be able to like, hopefully get to a few of those things today and like, yeah. you know, answer any questions that you guys have about it. I'm excited. I'm excited. We do research before yeah, we bring I know. You guys, you guys, Don't like, mind me, by the way. I'm nervous right now. I'm no. like, oh my God. No, no, no. Listen, the people are going to love you. This is going to be a very fun show, y'all, for everybody tuned in. We're going to have a phenomenal show. We got some great things on the way. I know Ryan's over here busy typing and moderating the way. You know we still got to get our moderators right. We're looking for moderators. Y'all DM us if you're ready. But Ryan, tell the people what we got coming up. So this thing, I'm doing like a 20 different things at once. But check this out, guys. Y'all see, we hit 100,000 YouTube subscribers. So the big thing about this is that we officially about to get that plaque, baby. 100K. <laughs> now listen, we got new goals, guys, because we want to reach as many people as possible. And I don't know if you guys know the mission, but the mission is to build and develop healthy relationships in our community. Now, this is the thing. We want to get to 200,000 subs. So that's our new goal. So I want you to subscribe right now if you haven't already. And don't mind this sweat, by the way. Guys, let me tell you, we work so hard for y'all. We have literally no AC in the studio right now. Yo. So if you see these little sweat bees, it's just that's just how much we care about y'all. It y is a sauna in this room today <laughs> so it is about to get steamy the content's gonna get steamy the room's gonna get steamy and it's crazy because first of all you you came in from vegas right yeah and you brought the damn vegas weather with oh you. oh my god <laughs> it's crazy so. it's the really I hot in atlanta so. right now yeah well like what what well what's what what's the temp right now in atlanta the temperatures right now, we 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 rolling at the early 90s right now. Oh my god, but that's that. like nothing right now. I wake up and it's like 90. This is like nothing. <laughs> it's like it's like 118 in Vegas. It's it's uh, hot, hot. Yeah. That's yeah, that's like you can't go outside, you have to wear shoes because like the concrete will burn your feet hot. Well, this is the perfect guest to bring when your AC is not working in the studio. All right, so I know so, I'm quite comfortable actually. I love it. <laughs> good, good. You, yeah, you, yeah, you just not in a sweat a at all. Flat, but other than that, <laughs> so check this out because I want to get started with the beautiful Jamie Lynn. But before we get it. started, Ty, is it cool if I just announce some members? Is that cool, man? Call our Yo, family out. So shout out to Darla Love, shout out to Yvonne Wheatley, shout out to Get Rachel Way, Thomas Sum 98, Celestine Jokins, Tricia Hodge, and Darlene Bernard. These are just a few people that recently joined the Harley Initiated fan. That's the thing. We already had 160 plus members, guys. So the new goal is 250. 
We already put it out there. This is what we're gonna do. If we get to 250 members, and I didn't, I said we like I already told Tashan about this. I yeah, did. He did. If we get to 250 members, because when I looked at those surveys, one of the best ideas that I seen was a virtual party to celebrate Ooh. where we bring on special guests and we do it all virtual so you get some FaceTime with me and Tyshawn. We're going to open that up only to the members. And I'm going to make sure I look good, too. I might have my little tux on or something. You know, yeah, something we special. Gonna we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Now, check this it. out. I not only want to give a shout-out to the new members, but real quick, Wally Moore, Noel Byer, Sim B, Gina Smith, Clarity Speaks, Jasmina, and Sheila. Listen, I just wanted to shout-out to the people that's been with us from day one. We already got the special blue badges lighting up the chat. So, Tyshawn, go ahead. Go ahead and take yeah, it. Yeah, let's go. First of all, I hear y'all talking about my voice. Yes, I'm, I'm a little under the weather. But listen, can't stop, won't stop. It don't matter how I'm feeling. I'm not stopping. We will have this show by any means, family. But let's get right over into it. We sw briefly went into your professional background. Yeah. 150 people in the room, by the way. Oh They're ready guys. for you. They're ready. So, let's go a little bit into your personal background. Because yeah. I want the audience to get a relationship with you. So like you my personal actually, background? Uh, well, this one here, watch this. Okay. You actually were previously married. I was. How long ago was this? So let's see. So I was married um, and I was divorced. Well, he, he left in 2015 and then I was in California at the time. It takes forever to get officially divorced. So okay. it took about two years to get divorced, but we, we were officially done in 2015. So it's been, well, how long ago was that? I don't even know. Like it's what? About eight eight years? years. Okay. Yeah. Eight years since it ended, but mm -hmm. that was a four year marriage. So we were together a total of eight years. So we dated for four years and then we were married um, for four years. And that was um, that was a crazy that was a crazy ride. It was it was really brutal. It was it was it was very difficult relationship to be in. And then it was really shocking and sudden the way it all ended. And it, it completely changed my life and kind of segued me into uh, what I'm doing a little bit now. It, it kind of opened my eyes and put me onto some things that I couldn't really recognize when that was going on. And which might sound weird to say, because, you know, people will look at me and they will be like, well, you're a therapist, right? Like, and I was a therapist when I was, when I was married, I was not in school. I was, I was with him and I was currently practicing. And even then, you know, this, this stuff is so hard to read between the lines. It's subtle abuse, subtle abuse and psychological abuse. And that's really hard to explain. It's really hard to it's really hard to transcribe and say, hey, uh, how do I tell somebody that he just pays attention to his cat? I'm going to sound crazy. Nobody's going to be able to see that as a form of psychological abuse, right? So like it took me a while to kind of understand and, and be able to read that some of the things that I had been experiencing were subtle forms of abuse. Okay. So let, let, let's, let's unpack that. Dating eight years, mm -hmm. marry four years, mm -hmm. you divorce. And just, I'm, I'm always curious to know this information. Who did he initiate the divorce? Yes, he just left one day out of nowhere. It was and filed paperwork. Yeah, like it actually, like if you want to know the brutal story, and I don't think I've ever shared this with anybody. The brutal story was he uh, and look, we did not have a positive relationship, so I don't want to say like this completely. Like we were you know, rainbows and butter, butterflies and had no problems. We had plenty of problems. But um, I remember we had seen a counselor on and off. He was a Christian counselor. And um, my ex-husband at the time was like, hey, you know, do you want to just go in for a check-in and whatever? And I was like, yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. Let's go in for a check-in. 
And while we were sitting in the counselor's office, he started crying out of nowhere and uh, said every bad thing that I had ever done to the the counselor. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And the counselor, he was so upset that the counselor asked me to leave. And I was like, okay, I'll just go sit outside. So I was sitting outside in the congregation and then God knows whatever they were talking about in there, I didn't, didn't know. And he walks out and nobody ever saw this. I was the only person that ever got to see this. He walked out of that room and he smiled at me and he goes, and I was like, oh, fuck. What's going on? He smiled he at you. He smirked at me. Oh, he yeah. was a psycho. He's Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I can't say that. I'm not diagnosed with anybody, but it sure feels that way, you know, and nobody ever saw that. And then let me tell you another way that this is like, a, so we're, we're kind of touching on narcissism and this is, let me just kind of introduce that topic because that's really kind of what I'm hinting around is, is um, dealing with narcissistic abuse. And, and nowadays everybody thinks they're dealing with a narcissist, but everybody for the most part, you're actually not. But let me give you some examples of what this actually is and how this plays out, at least ways that I saw it. So that right there was a very subtle way of being like, I, like the ball had dropped. I didn't understand what was going on. But when I went back home, okay, all his bags were packed. And I was like, are you going somewhere? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, well, where are you going? He's like, I'm not telling you. And I remember like, I was really upset. I was completely distraught. I won't even tell you what happened between me and the counselor. Cause that was a shit show. I remember taking a shower cause I had to go back to work and I was trying to get my shit together before I went back to work. I come out, he's still got all his, he's laying on the bed like this with his fucking cat on his chest. And he's like, <laughs> you know, and I was like, you, oh, he's, that's naked, a, he's laying naked with a cat. He's not on his laying chest? naked. He just has oh, okay. a cat on his chest, which which was also another thing that he used to psychologically abuse me was his cat, which is gonna like this is why this stuff sounds really weird. But this is why I give these examples because this is psychological abuse. This is what it looks like. It's harder to it's harder to tell somebody, oh, he pays attention to his cat and not me. People would think I'm nuts if I said that. Okay, he's like Doctor Evil or something. Uh, <laughs> he's just like yeah. But, <laughs> So I, I get out of the shower, right? And he's got all his little suitcases lined up. He's sitting there like this, happy as a clam. And I was like, I thought you were going, I, like, are you going somewhere? He's like, yeah. And I was like, again, I was like, where are you going? And I was like, well, you, I was like, if you're going somewhere, get the fuck out. Like I just said it. I was just, I was at my wit's end, right? And he goes, okay. And then he got to tell the whole world that I kicked him out right? He flips it on you, right? So now it's not because like he he left out the part that what happened with the counselor, he left out the part that he had all his bags packed and ready to go. I'd already had a secure location, but because I said, get the fuck out. Now that's me kicking him out. Right. And that's the story everybody heard. So, so I can, I'm, it sounded I'm, diabolical. Oh, just that's like, not even the worst of that. Really story playing the victim the whole time. Story after story. So, okay. So this is interesting. Because when I think of a man filing for divorce, mm -hmm. I still think there must have been something that pushed him to do that. So was it ever a point where you got so fed up that you started to now run the same game on him? Like, did you become a terror on his end as well no, to push fact, him to do so? If I was like, no, like I had, I had moments 
where I was really reactive to some things that he was doing, where I would yell, where I would cuss, where I would say hurtful things. And I would be really reactive to some things that he was saying. But that was just something that he really enjoyed was pushing. He desired that and liked that because now he could use that against me. And he could do all this poke, 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 poke. And I can have a moment where I'm like, fuck you, you piece of shit or whatever. And he's like, see, look at her. She's crazy. So it Mm. benefits him. If I was to really psychoanalyze it, he never wanted to be with me in the first place. He had tried to end. um, And I, and I knew I wasn't supposed to marry him actually. Like I, God told me not to marry him and I did it anyway. Like I knew I was not supposed to be with this man. Um, But I did it. And, um, and I don't think that he ever wanted to be with me. I don't think that he ever loved me. And I think that's why this happened. Um, I don't think that he was ever into me. We weren't even, I wasn't even allowed to touch him, which was, might sound absolutely crazy. Wait, he to told hear. you not to touch him? Yeah. In what way? Like intimately or? Uh, so we were very rarely even intimate actually. Cause like, I'm always curious about that. Like yeah. when does sex happen and you in this abusive relationship or if sex actually does happen? It's, it was very, very rare actually, but it was always like that for a period of time. I was even wondering if he was gay, but this is one of the tells of actual narcissism. Is a lack of intimacy. And that's one of the things that you don't. Yes, it is. They have a tough time connecting emotionally and and physically, which might sound weird. Now, they might have a porn addiction. Okay. But that's very different than being intimate with a woman. Um, And so we were very, very. I'm sorry. I want you to hold that thought. Yeah. But why might a narcissist find it easier to have a porn addiction than to be intimate with a woman in real life? Because it requires zero vulnerability. That's why. Narcissism mm. have a very high defensive, uh, it's all one big defense mechanism. It cannot be vulnerable. When you're vulnerable or putting yourself inside somebody, you have a vulnerability there. I mean, could he just not have been attracted to you and just wanted it's, to bully you instead? It's yes, that's that's a possibility. Absolutely. It's it's a total possibility that he might not have been attracted to me. And you know, I don't I don't even know if he, he was attracted to me because it didn't didn't seem that way. But what I can tell you is that he didn't want to be I can tell you this, he hasn't been attracted to anybody after me or been in any relationship after me. Wait, so when, okay, so I just want to make sure I get a clear understanding. So you got this guy, because you was married to him. Yes. But I mean, before is, is this obviously this dating and vetting yeah. process kind yeah. of deal. So was everything okay then? No. Was we, So no. were y'all it having sex like, at least regularly then? No, or? no, not even then, which is why like the the context is really important for me to create because there was something going on with me that excused a lot of things that I was seeing. I also came from a lot of trauma and a lot of abuse, and that was a lot better than what I had had. So I was willing to take it, to be quite honest with you. So I excused, I minimized, and I justified a lot of what I was seeing. Plus, he made me feel like everything was my fault. Like if I did try to initiate sex, if I did try to dress up or do anything like that, he would tell me, he would laugh at me, And he would tell me, I don't make him feel like a man and it would shut me down. So those kinds of things made it hard for me to even put myself out there, you know? So these, and again, that's psychological abuse, right? These are like, but I didn't, I didn't know that. I just, I thought that he, I thought I was ugly. I actually, for a period of time, thought I was physically even deformed. That's how bad it was. (laughs) But what, I mean, what was attractive about this guy? Like, how could you, you know, let somebody do that to you? So, well, like I'm the person you're meeting now is not the person I was back then. Um, I was, I was 
I had an extensive abuse background before I even met him. So he came along and he wasn't beating me. So I was like, well, uh, that's a that's Oh, a so plus. when you say abuse background, you mean in other relationships? Yes, I had a, yeah. My, so you were physically abused in previous relationships? I was, yes. And so, and then, um, and so you, you bring that into on how you, how you view things. And so you, it, if you come from something so extreme, like my own background and somebody comes along and they're willing to take you out to dinner, um, they're willing to live with you and like these things start to look really good. So I always tell people this in order for that to look really good to me or to anybody else. Can you imagine what I came from? Mm. Can you imagine what that looked like? Because it's so much worse in order for that to be good. You know, so people that go that are in these like really toxic, really harmful situations, like that's the come up. And that's the part that nobody says, but that's actually they're viewing that as actually better, you know. So I looked at these things and I was like, well, I'm not getting hurt. So okay. And my needs are being met, my physical needs are being met. And, and so you did have a good sex life before. No, well, I didn't, I wouldn't say that I had a good, I didn't say, I would not say that I had a healthy sex life, period, because I was sexually abused and physically abused. So I didn't really have anything to compare it to. I didn't really know what healthy looked like. And so I didn't know better, to be honest with you. And nobody really taught me better. So I thought that this, this is literally what I told myself. I was like, well, this must be what healthy is. And so I just thought that this is what most people do is that they don't have sex as often. And I thought that was because he loved and respected me. Like that's what I actually believed, but really it was a trouble, trouble connecting intimately. So not only were we very rarely intimate, I wasn't allowed to touch him. Like we, he would sleep with pillows in between us, so we would not touch. Wow. Yeah. That's just straight torment. Hold on, wait. This is this is just so damn extreme to me. Yeah. And I'm I'm really curious to know. Do, do does the audience does this sound extreme, or does it sound like something that you have experienced some level of this in the past? Is is she? You know, have you even heard of a friend that's had these kind of issues? Because to me, I would never do anything like that. So yeah. to hear you know, a young lady like yourself to actually, you know, deal with that is just very shocking. Yeah. Like, so I think what I look, I think that what I have been through and what I have seen is on the more extreme end of things. Absolutely. But they're relevant examples. And because the example here is a lack of intimacy and I'm giving you an example of how it played out for me, but for wow. other people, it might be a <laughs> slow dismissal. It might be like, it's tough because you can take some of these things and, and you can make kind of anything a red flag. And so I see women even agreeing, saying that they've experienced yeah. something like this in the chat. Wow. And I, I want to know, because give me some common, you're giving me your perspective and your, you know, own, you know, life experiences of dealing with a narcissist, but just in general, what are some other common traits that a woman might see in a relationship to be able to recognize it. And then I'm going to go to the men, but I want to start with the ladies first. What are some subtle things that might happen, some traits, some qualities for them to recognize? Because the buzzword is being thrown around. Let's demystify it. Yeah, I, I had what some people it? call me a narcissist before, and I know they was full of shit because <laughs> I'm not a narcissist. But I just think people are just so 
they when it comes to setting establishing boundaries yeah. and expressing what you want i think when it causes friction with people they are immediately <clears throat> immediately they'll say something like you're a narcissist which doesn't make sense so i i agree like i think it's a very it's a very overused word right now and i think uh anybody that's hurt you they're a narcissist nowadays which right. is not true but what I tend to do is this because it's very common. I want to take a, this in a different direction a little bit because it's very poppy and it's very common to what are the traits, what are the signs. I can make anything a red flag. I can make anything a sign. And the reason I like to steer away from that is because if I give you, if I, if I say, you know, look for a lack of intimacy, you might have a moment. Like, here's what I want to say. There's a difference between somebody having a moment, okay, of behaving badly or doing something that you don't like, like maybe hurting your feelings, okay? And then a trait, a, 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 a character trait and that is pervasive, meaning it happens across multiple settings and multiple relationships and over a period of time. What you want to look for is a pattern. That's the real thing that you want to pay attention to. It's not, did they do this? Were they nice to the waiter? Like pay attention to a pattern. And narcissism follows a very, very, very clear and predictable pattern. Mm. That's what you want to pay attention to. Okay. And what's the... The good question I see floating in the chat. What's how would you? What's the clinical definition of like what even a narcissist is? So, off the top of my head, I don't know the definition. However, the DSM, which is the Diagnostical and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, has a very has certain traits that you need to meet. Um, now, let me say this. Well, I want I want to I want to interject you real yes, quick. Yeah. I want to interject you real quick simply because we got. Over 250 people in the room, and I want to make sure all 250 of these people understand what I see. The Mayo Clinic has defined narciss narcissistic. Well, this is. Let me ask you this: Is narcissist the same thing as narcissistic so personality that's what disorder? I was just gonna say, okay? is that not the same? So there is no diagnosis for a narcissist, guys. It's not in the DSM. Okay, what you will find in the DSM is narcissistic personality disorder. Okay, which and, and let me tell you the big thing that you really need to know about narcissist and narcissistic personality disorder or NPD. Okay. NPD, they recognize it causes a disruption. That's a big, big difference. Okay. You have to recognize that it causes a, a disruption. Now that doesn't mean they give a shit. They don't. They don't care. It just means I oh fuck, you know, my I know Susie, my wife, if I don't do this, it's really going to piss her off and I really need her boss to like me. So I'll fuck it. I'll do it. That would be something that they recognize causes an impairment, either socially, financially, whatever. That would be more in the NPD category. A narcissist doesn't bother them at all. How they affect you, things that bother you, it's not on their radar. It causes no disruption, no frustration, no irritation. So when we talk about a narcissist, don't look for the DSM. It's not in there. Now, this says narcissistic personality disorder is a mental health condition in which people have an unreasonably high sense of their own self-importance. They need and seek too much attention and want people to admire them. Then I went ahead and looked up narcissist, which is a person who has an excessive interest or admiration of themselves. That's very interesting. Now, I want to ask for the fellas, because what might narcissism look like to a guy who's dating a woman who displays some of those traits? What might that look like? That's a great question because it will present differently. You're going to see a sense of entitlement. Now you'll see that across the board, but you will see. Uh, There's a lot of female narcissists. That's the, that's, <laughs> well, that's a, not the only. Obviously, that's not the, out here. 
Like that's not the only one. The pattern is going to be that the pattern is going to be clear regardless of the gender. Okay. But with, with women, you will see them like, I, it, this is such a difficult question to ask because your viewers are going to take this and they're going to be like, well, they've got this, they've got this and then start diagnosing. And it's like, that's just not how it works. Obviously it has to be consistent across, like you said, right. But, right. but just, see, just, just give me some, some light, you know, things that things to look for. You'll see a sense of superiority. You'll see a sense of <clears throat> grandiosity. You'll see a sense of entitlement more with women and you'll see them leverage sexuality more than a man. will. Mm, so weaponized sex. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Reward punishment. This is wow. a lot of women then, right? <laughs> you know, I'm, Ryan, you're taking this to another level. No, no it's no. not. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying they seem more is, narcissistic than men. Is, 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 is that common to run into somebody that like, is a narcissist? Think, is it no, really common? No, it's not actually. Like narcissism is actually really not that common. Now, what you actually see are traits. Okay. Now there's okay. a big difference between having narcissistic traits. We all have them. Me getting ready today was a narcissistic trait. That and that sense of self-importance. I think as a man, you have to have some and level that's okay. of that. But if I was to look at the traits, that's why, that's why it's dangerous to go over the traits. That's why that's dangerous. It's because I, it. I can see that and be like, well, he's a narcissist. He did that. You know, <laughs> right. like, yeah. no, you're not like you have to have the, like, I try to gear it in the direction of what's the pattern. Like, if you really want to know, look for that, man, that's going to be the tell. Not also, the trait, the what is, look at the, absolutely look at the pattern. Cause I can make anything a red flag. I can make, I can make this a red flag if I want to, you know, and, but it's like, Let's, but let's, let's do this. Let's, let's say for your views, let's say you guys see something that doesn't sit well with you. Bring it up, bring it up and pay attention to it. And here's the tell. Here's, here's what you really want to pay attention to. Narcissists or not is how they respond. If you're bringing up something that bothers you, do they listen to you or do they make you feel crazy? Do they like, do they provide correction and feedback? Or are they putting you down and finger pointing and blaming? Those are the things that really kind of make the distinction when you're dealing with whether somebody's, we'll just say, healthy or unhealthy. Mm. Mm. So, Interesting. okay, so we, we talked about this abusive relationship that you had in the past, mm -hmm. and we talked about it, it at some point, it was little to no sex, right? Yes, yeah. Now, this is the thing. I don't necessarily think that's the case with all people in abusive relationships, or at least once they get out of it. Mm -hmm. And it's just my personal opinion. I'm just curious what you think about this. When I think about a woman that's promiscuous, and we got to define promiscuous too, but just a woman who is very loose with her selection process and the who guys that she has access to her body. Yeah, who, who, yeah, a woman who lets a lot of people have access to her body, right? I usually think there's some kind of issue with that, that woman, right? She's got some kind of mental disorder she's got a bunch of past trauma and abuse that she's been through which is you know lowering her self-worth or sense of self-value or it's just some level of like apprenticeship or understanding that she didn't have growing up and how that she should look at these things in terms of putting the value on it what, what do you think about those is that is that fair to think that if i see a promiscuous woman i automatically think she's just been through a bunch of shit and she just doesn't care about herself anymore I wouldn't say it like that. Like I would say that it's actually quite difficult for women to allow men to have access to their body. It's actually difficult for them. Now, whether they tell you that or not is a whole different ballgame. But me having worked with a lot of women that do OnlyFans, me having worked with a lot of victims of sex trafficking, 
they will tell you that it's they're empowered by it. They will tell you that it is uh, sexually liberating. Um, but emotionally, I feel like it can destroy them. Emotionally, I think it takes a piece of them. And I think that that is actually more common than the alternative. Now, does every woman that does that have a sexual traumatic background? No, I, I wouldn't. I, I don't think that they do. What I think is more common, what you'll actually see, like why women really do that is because they're looking for love. And that's how they get love or that's how men will give them something is if they allow a man access to their body. Like that's the transaction. That's the trade, unfortunately. And women have learned that. And they're like, well, if I can, if I can give him my body, then maybe he'll love me. Now, I know men don't read it that way. Men don't love like yeah. that. But women don't know that a lot of times. And so they will allow access mainly because of love, not because of any sexual abuse, trauma, or history. Okay, so I want I wanted you to define promiscuity, and maybe we need to look that one up too. But before we do that, I do want to talk about what my idea of trauma is because mm -hmm. I'm thinking about when I was, man, I think I was like six, seven years old. This was like my mom first put me in football, right? And I remember, you know, just her at that time, you know, it's just it's just us living together. And she took me out, and I just remember all these kids running around these pads and stuff like that. Everything was just very confusing to me. I didn't really know what was going on. I wasn't really exposed to football at that point. And I remember being thrown with them and all of a sudden doing these drills, right? I didn't know what drills were. I didn't, I'm running into people. I'm looking silly. I don't know what's going on. And I remember throwing up. I remember getting really dizzy. I remember being super severely dehydrated. After that experience, my mom took me out there. And she was there supporting me the whole time. Keep in mind, nobody is really giving me instructions. And the co and when coaches coach, even at six years old, ain't nobody slowing down being like, hey, this is what you need to do. It's like, get your ass in line. This is the next steps. Now, at the end of that two-hour traumatic experience, I told my mom, I'm like, I never, ever want to come out here again. I hate football. That, that was my experience. And I think that's what a lot of women deal with. So that's the type of trauma. I think women, they don't get educated in terms of how to put a value on sex, how they should present themselves to men, how they carry themselves in their first sexual encounters and sexual experiences. And they go out there and they have sex for the first time and before they ever have discussed it with an, with an adult. They go out there and they have the guy doing push-ups on them or they have the mishaps where they do it in the school hallway or in somebody's car and get caught these and all these embarrassing things that can happen where there's impersonal virtue that's the trauma that i'm talking about and when i see though and there's so many women that they're introduced to sex actually from a physical before they ever were introduced to it by a responsible adult and i think that even something as small as that can literally set the trajectory for how a woman operates in the sexual marketplace. I agree with that. Okay. I, I, I do agree with that. I can see how that would play out. And that's a, that's a really good example that you gave. Um, when you, when you have like what that, what that's really doing is it says, <clears throat> this is what's valuable. And women learn that very, very young, what's valuable to a man because a man will sexualize women from a very young age. And our society sexualizes women from a very young age. Is that a woman's fault for responding to that? Probably not. Like it's bigger than that. Women are just, you know, surviving and what what what's kind of been, you know, like the environment conducive to that, that supports that, you know. But 
if you have if you have those kinds of early experiences, you start to place value on sex. You start to learn that sex can be love for women or sex will get some needs meant like attention. And then what happens with women is there's an attachment that's usually been developed and it's usually like an unhealthy attachment. And then that is what can build a lot of trauma. That's what can build a lot of like, oh, you know, more self-esteem, right? If you've got a guy that's just interested in you with that, you're like, oh, is this all I'm good for? Like you start to feel like you've lost value. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Oh, here, if you can look, y'all look, pray, pray, put the pray hands. Drop, go ahead and drop the pray and emoji hands in the chat right now for Tyshawn's voice. We need it. We need that voice back. And then Jamie Lynn, move those water bottles out the way because we want to listen. We want to make sure we get the best. You're right. We want to get the best shot of you. But real quick, guys, I want to drop a poll real quick because we got close to 300 people in the room mm -hmm. right now and this is only 30 minutes in so we're moving fast cool. it's possible we might get to 700 tonight okay. <laughs> but real quick look at i got the prayer the praying emoji hands in there <laughs> real quick guys i'm gonna drop a poll have you ever or do you feel because it's really a feeling is you know because they really have to self-diagnose the situation but do you feel as if you have ever experienced dating or being involved in a relationship with a narcissist i'm gonna go ahead and drop that in there real quick and Jamie Lynn, I'm curious to you. So you're dealing with these um, people who are victims of sex traffic. Mm -hmm. And what, okay, so let's get into some definitions. So first, what is promiscuity? Because I think it's possible that all three of us might have a different idea of what promiscuity is. I don't really know. Like, I don't, like, I don't, I've never thought of defining it before, but I think it would Take be. Take a shot. Take a shot. Like, if I had to, I would say it's having sex with multiple partners for hmm, personal gain. Mm. Having sex with person multiple, multiple partners, partners for personal gain. For personal gain. So <laughs> wow. I mean does does everybody not have sex for personal gain? I mean don't you gain something from sex? Well I guess see, the, men, I guess the men multiple. and women when it look like men and like there's a, there's a, I leave it kind of general because you can go a financial end with that, or you can go an emotional end with like personal gain. Like okay. I'm getting, I'm gaining love. I'm gaining attention. I feel important. Right. And so I'm going to sleep with these people. I would say promiscurity for the most part would be commonly defined as maybe more than one, Yeah, more than one. So I guess we can just kind of say that, but you know, nowadays they have relationships where people are polyamorous and, you know, they wouldn't necessarily say that those relationships are uh, promiscuous. That's why it's it's hard to define because there's different kind of very different definitions on, on like even within those relationships, you could sleep with more than one person and that would not be defined as promiscuity. Mm. And this is a, the crazy thing is I'm confused about what promiscuity is or promiscuous is. So I know for a fact. I don't want nobody who's promiscuous, but I really don't know exactly what it is. Maybe, maybe I know it is when only, I see it. You only want somebody to like sleep with you, kind of thing. Is that anybody I that's feel, like? I feel when I'm thinking about promiscuous, again, it's just a woman who has a very low standard for who has access to her body. And transient I, I think, sexual partners see, is what that's, it says. That's the thing. Okay. You know, women, you guys, your child, your challenge is that again, very early on, you're sexualized, right? So everybody's trying to have sex with you guys from early on, early years. And the game for you guys is to gain the discernment, the morality, 
the 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 chastity, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to be able to navigate the world, being that men, you're in this sexualized world where men want access to you, but you hold that near and dear to you, and make sure you give that the very special womb of yours to somebody who's deserving. It's a tough thing. It's a tough thing for a woman to navigate because it's a thing that um, that men desire and reward and also punish for. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, it's, it's tough because women have to really, like you said, discern. And, you know, the way a man walks through life sexually is very different than a way a woman walks through life sexually. And, and you know, women have to develop certain skill sets to even survive that. Yeah. Um, dating, love, relationships to even maintain level of chastity. Like that's a fucking battlefield. I mean, she got to be this. <laughs> she got to be this. It's not necessarily even on her, though. Like there's a lot of unwanted sexual attention and op- like things that happen to women and experiences that are outside of her control, too. You have to think, too, like. Unfortunately, the reality is, is that. Women, most most women have experienced some form of sexual abuse or mistreatment, and that is not something because they dressed a certain way or asked for it or presented. Like, it's just something that has happened, unfortunately. And then, you know, you'll start to see things through that lens. And then some women will try to capitalize on that and be like, well, let me let me get my power back in some ways. And then men will misread that and be like, well, she's just, you know, she's she's out here for that. So it's. It's a it's a tough thing to navigate. And I don't think that we can really look at this as like black or white. It's a hard thing to define. And I think you really have to have you you have to start having conversations about context, because what is the context of the multiple sexual partners? Now, I agree that it's harmful. I agree that it can hurt women. I think it's very harmful for a woman to do that. But what's the context of that? Because that can sometimes change the narrative and the meaning you put behind things. I mean, if the context is not he was having sex in her former long-term committed marriage, I mean, is there really any good valid reason? And matter of fact, this is this is really relevant. Yeah, Yeah. like what if she what if she was what if she let's say she was uh, she was working. Let's say she was a prostitute. But Mm. let's say okay, let's say see now I have a whole theory on why this changes the game. Let's say she was a prostitute and she's having sex with transient people, but let's say she doesn't have a place to live. Let's say she had a boyfriend, and this is a true story actually that I'm telling you. Let's say she had a boyfriend, thought thought it was her boyfriend, but turned out to be a pimp. And he took her, he moved her somewhere where she didn't have anywhere to go. Um, he took her, he took her ID, she didn't have any money, and now she's got to work. Well, now she's sleeping with multiple sexual partners. Does that make her like, does that make her promiscuous? No, she's just surviving. If it's in a forcible situation, if it's in a forcible situation, I would say it okay. would not make her promiscuous. But if she, if it's not a forceable situation and a young lady is out, you know, a sex working, I think that's still promiscuous. I don't know. Because sex working promiscuity like- is a choice. I think that's the biggest difference. If you are thrown into some, because this is crazy sex cultures. You, you talked about sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, people are almost like, slaves of this like evil sex trade that's not a choice that's like a situation where your hand is forced just purely for your survival but there are also women who choose to make a living uh, uh, off you know leveraging sex in that gift that they have 
And I think that's the biggest difference in promiscuity. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I like that you said that. I want to I wanna bring this into the chat because we got a super chat. Mm-hmm. Shout out to TAP. We got almost 300 in the room, guys. TAP says, can sex be casual? Should we discontinue calling sex casual? I think that's really good food for thought. I'm, I'm curious about your thoughts on that. Um, can sex be casual? Meaning like no attachment or like just for fun? I mean, to, it, this is my personal opinion. I don't think there's any possible way that it can actually be casual for for a woman. I think it could. She just got to be a savage. Yeah, she would have to be completely. She got to be. She got to be emotionally mute. Yes. I, yes. I would agree. I think that yes, it can. But how many women are there emotionally mute? Not many. Rare. It yes. is rare. It can it be casual? Yeah. Like there are people that that can um do it without an attachment. And that's kind of how I look at casual. But I would say that that is on the rarer side of things. Um and like you gotta and some people will some people will also do this. They'll be like, oh, they'll they'll be like, oh, I'm just uh, friends with benefits, right? Like that's how you hear about casual sex. Right. Most people aren't like just really trying to keep it casual with their friends with benefits. There's actual like feelings there for the most part, but they won't lead with that or they won't say that because it looks bad or they want to, they don't want to actually be vulnerable and be like, yeah, I caught feelings. And and really you didn't actually catch feelings. You just caught an attachment. Yeah. Somebody, mm. somebody, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I, I don't think no, it's crazy. Cause I still am casually dating very lightly. <laughs> okay. I still am considered casually dating. But I don't think, I mean, I, I really, I'm having a hard time identifying the, the real benefits. Because at this point, it's just becoming such a risk. Well, plus, such a you, risk. Get, plus you get like dating fatigue when you do it for You get fatigue. Yeah, and, and you just kind of like, uh. And then you get a little chip on your shoulder, you know? What you mean by that? Well, like, like if you do it, like if you do it for too long, mm-hmm. okay, and you've got disappointment after disappointment after disappointment, you can get a little hard. You can, you can start to lose hope. Okay, and then mm. love can land in your lap and you're not going to trust it because you've been so burnt because you've gotten your hopes up and you're like, oh, like, like, let's just like, oh, you've, taken, you've taken so many girls out to dinner, right? Every time you're losing money, not the one, not the one, not the one, right? That's frustrating for a guy. And then let's say you meet the girl, but you got the mindset, oh, this is just another date that I'm going on. You already fucked yourself, you know, mm. like that's, that's that chip on your shoulder. And like, that's something, that's a real thing that guys have to go through, but that's negative energy, right? And you're going to be bringing that to the table. And if you bring negative energy where there's love, it won't balance out and it won't land in your lap. It won't be able to because you're not open. So I think abuse, okay, so I, I'm, I'm agreeing with that. I, th- I think abuse impacts men and women differently. I think it's different types of abuse. Mm-hmm. I think I I have not encountered any kind of abuse in, just from my perspective from women I've dated. But in casual dating, it is a level of abuse that I inflict on myself, I would say. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm. Because you, I mean, when you think about it, it's like, this is the main abuse. The fact that nine times out of 10, it, if I don't want to be in a serious relationship with this woman, and I pretty much disqualify her from any potential of relationship, it's always times that come up it could be random it could be me just it, it, could, it just comes up where it's just like man i wish i was doing something else right now yeah it's like you, you know what i mean yeah it, but it's like she only been over for 30 minutes well, well, <laughs> and i got like, another 15 minutes yeah, it's before like, it's almost like you're doing time yeah well, okay. it's like you're doing a if like, you're if you're if you're solely in it for the sex if you're which if you're casually dating as a male 
Okay. I mean, I cook, I clean for myself. I mean, it's not if I'm casual dating, well, it's only for the sex. My question is like, why entertain it then? Why entertain it at all? So is it like like you have to look at what your end goal is? So like if you're casually dating or whatever, like let's just say what it is. Like, is it just casual sex that you're after? Or are you like into a relationship? Or are you looking for something long term? Because those are really clearly to define. Because let's say this. Let's just say you're only looking to bang. Well, yeah, the, then you're going to have to do the time if that's all you want. That's what that's you get. Yeah. collateral damage. You know what I mean? But it's damaged. That's a, and that's the thing. It's becoming very damaging to my time and just my peace. It's then, becoming very damaging. Then that then you, that's information for you, though, because you're not built that way. You're not actually built that way. That's not interesting to you. It's so weird. It's like the only form of self-abuse that I will clearly acknowledge and still go do but see that's the that, that's how much men value sex yes well it's that short-term gratification and like, yes. like sex is super important right but like you want a woman to really like you know be you know have chastity and that self-control and that self-discipline well you guys got to do the same well so we had a, we had somebody in the chat that asked that it's like yo ryan and Tyve, y'all date casually aren't aren't y'all also promiscuous mm -hmm. Which I would say, yes, with this transient sex partners, it would count as promiscuous based right. on the definition. Right. But I mean, realistically, the sentence for that is just not very high. Like the promi being promiscuous. Now, okay, if you get if you get yourself in a situation where you're attached to somebody for life that you was not intending to be attached to with a kid or some or an incurable disease, that's a heavy sentence. But outside of those two things, a baby or incurable disease, the toll of me going out casually dating is just like uh, women women it's not like i'm gonna lose women yeah. who gonna find me less attractive after i'm no longer casual dating of course it's not like the history of me doing certain things is negatively going to negatively impact me so it's the consequence outside of baby and incurable disease is not that high would, would you agree with that or no no i totally think you're lying to yourself because oh. it absolutely affects you otherwise you wouldn't have brought it up see you just <laughs> It does, though. Like, look, this is not how you're made, believe it or not. Now, like, wanting sex is very different, but it actually disagrees with your spirit. It disagrees with your character. That's why it's causing you so much disruption. That's why you're so tired and almost, like, you know, bored and you feel like you're doing time. You feel that way because it doesn't actually agree with who you are. It doesn't actually agree with what you're looking for. But for the short-term game, you'll tolerate it. You'll do the time, right? There's a trade. There's a big trade. Your peace. It's a big trade. Uh, honestly, that's a huge trade. It is. That's and the trade. thing is that in, it could be, oh my God, <laughs> the peace. Because Tarshan probably has experienced this. Like every man has. It's like you can regularly be safe and you do typically say, but it's that one time that you slip up mm -hmm. and for like a whole week you paranoid. <laughs> you're like, oh my God, is she? Oh. And you trying to think about all these possible conversations that's yeah. gonna happen, and but then as soon as you find out her period came on, it's like, Woo! it's like the monkey is off your back. But in single dating, especially if you do it volume wise, it's inevitable that you will make a mistake. It's inevitable that some scare is gonna happen. That's that's the thing about it. It's like it's just a it's high risk from that perspective. Yeah, like that's that, like that's understandable, but the deeper issue is that it doesn't actually agree with you. Like that's, that's true too. That's the real thing. Like all that stuff makes sense. It sounds logical, but like you're you're overlooking the biggest thing is that that's not really what you want. And so what you're actually doing is you're wasting time. You're wasting your own time. So do you think most men specifically, most men should pretty much 
not casually date and go ahead and find a long-term situation early? Like, it depends how you're made. I'm just saying you're not made that way. Some men are. Some mm. men are made that way where it doesn't, it wouldn't, it, I wouldn't hear this from them. Gotcha. Okay? And so if, if they're, if, but if you're made that way, then when you entertain things that aren't for you and you know it, you know it. And when you go ahead and you make that decision anyway, well, now you're hurting you. And you're also hurting that other person because, you know, if you're not for them, they're not for you. And then now you guys are just wasting time. And 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 also it's like, it's season two. Mm. Because like, <clears throat> even for me, like, I, was, I mean, I'm dating casually a lot less lately. Mm-hmm. You know, I got a young lady that I'm, I'm, you know, more seriously dating at this point. But when I was like really casually dating, like heavy, I like enjoyed that shit like a lot. Like I would come to Ryan and be like, yo, yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, but again, uh, it hits a point where that the the, the fulfillment, yeah. you know, is not there mm-hmm. the same way it was. Yeah. And I think you just got to be in tune with yourself enough to kind of know where you are at these different points because we are like evolving people yeah you guys are growing you got to stay in tune with that evolution especially you know as 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 men and women in this in this in this sex culture you know where it's easy to just kind of have this revolving door happen very easily but you really got to know yourself and 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 know when you're at that point when you want to get to that next level even though it the next level really is scary it really is Mm -hmm. it 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 is it is because what's well, new It's completely new because mm-hmm. the thing is once you give up casual dating as a man oh my god just the like that's me committing to a whole new life yeah that's like because at the end of the day i spend time i have to I, if i'm casually dating i have to spend time prospecting yeah and i could just imagine taking <laughs> prospecting out of my calendar completely yeah. taking useless dates out of my calendar completely not having that release that I can pick up on my phone and get that within 15 to 30 minutes from somebody coming to visit, all of that would so drastically change my entire existence that I think that is probably why most men decide to wait. I should, I can see that and why that would be scary because your brain likes what's familiar. But when you love somebody, there's nothing that would ever match that. Like, I'm not saying that it's like the, the end all be all savior to everything, fixed to everything. But when you love somebody, those other things aren't as valuable. Um, those dates on the calendar, those quick releases, it becomes more exciting to actually wait. They become like you go out, you scope things out like they're the only person you see. That's how love changes the way your reward system works. And what you actually find valuable, like a night in could have caused you distress or disruption being a single guy. But when there's love, you'd rather you'd be like, okay, honey, go out with the girls. I'm going to stay here in Netflix. Like, like that's how love changes the game. It changes your wiring. It changes your reward system and the things that, but, but people don't like people that haven't been in love don't have that to compare it to. They don't know. They don't know how desirable it is and how much you'd actually uh, be rewarded from having like most people want something that's fulfilling. Most men want something that's fulfilling. Now sex is important, but if you have love there, I see less, less of, 
they're less upset over waiting or delays in sex or whatever when there's love. There's more like a excitement and an I'm so into this person than there is that go than there is outside of the relationship or what it could be. Like if a guy is with a partner and he's still like in that life and like missing that life, it's the life that he's in love with, or he's yeah. just with the wrong person. I get that. I, so, I, I want to ask this too, but but go ahead, Ryan. Real quick, guys, we got a. This is good. This is good. We got 130 votes on this poll. Have you ever dated or been in a relationship with a narcissist? 70 percent of people says yes. Oh my god! I'm almost 100 percent sure there's 100 percent women have voted on this <laughs> poll. I don't know about that one, ladies. But look, y'all know better than me. Um, now I want to because just real quick because yeah. we because. I don't claim love. I don't think Tarshawn is claiming love either, but it is people who have the alternative lifestyle, so to speak, and they still claim they can find love. The OnlyFans model who says she can still have a boyfriend, the porn star who can have a boyfriend, you know, the prostitute who may, I mean, I've met, well, <laughs> there are prostitutes who also <laughs> say they have also can find love, but is that possible? Do you think a porn star, like, Adam 22 and Lena the plug. Like, I mean, can they really, if they're, you know, participating in this promiscuous behavior, do they truly love each other? You know, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to, I can't tell you if they love each other, but I can tell you generally speaking, a love, a love feels like one to me. Love wouldn't feel like, I think I think when there's love, I think it would be very difficult um, for you to see your partner with somebody else. I think that that would be very difficult um, under most circumstances. Now, I, I can't say how some people are affected by having multiple partners in a relationship. They say that that they can function. Um, Is that I, not abuse though? Like, if we in a committed relationship, mm -hmm. and I know you gonna go through hell on earth by us getting into a swinger well, situation or well see that's a, that's a condition that you didn't mention see now if you go through hell on earth well then no okay the initial framework for that was okay compliant like i'm down with this you're down with this now if you have one person that's not okay you have let's say you got you got a guy and the girl does only fans or porn and the guy's not okay with it well, no, if she chooses to do that and it's hurting you, no, I can't say that there's love there. That's pain. Well, well okay, so I'm I'm talking about specifically the, the guy who invites his wife to a swinger situation. Wife loves it. He absolutely hates it. Mm -hmm. It's like he he put himself in a... He I actually, this is literally like one of my clients' story. I had this happen. I heard that ha that yeah. happens. He he was um, not satisfied in the relationship. And he was sexually curious. or just in general. Um, I, there were some there were some common things that they were kind of disagreeing on, and it he started <laughs> to wonder. He started to wonder okay. what it would be like to be with somebody else because he had been with his partner for a very long time. Okay. So I think he got a little curious. So they I worked with him for a while, and um, and he introduced the idea of going to a swingers club, and they went, and she loved it, and she got a lot of attention, and him not so much. But she was highly desired, and and I think he I mean, had a chick, right? But he wasn't <laughs> expecting that, and so now he's like kicking himself for even introducing that, right? And yeah. now, now you have a whole other issue that's happening in the relationship. I feel like the more people you introduce into the relationship, the harder it is to manage. Yes, mm. I can I can agree Open with that. Pandora's box. Yeah, like I mean, think of like it's hard enough to be in 
one relationship, right? Like I can't imagine like navigating all of that, you know, that would be more challenging. That's why I, I literally said like, I know a lot of guys talk about wanting to have like threesomes and these yeah. different things in their relationship. Most women probably have even a proposition for your man to be like, yo, babe, what you, what you think about it? But I think that just, most, do you think most women is proposition to they do? Yeah. Let's no, bring another chicken. No, 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 no. Most guys. Oh, okay. Proposition to their lady. Hey, what do you think about us bringing, bringing somebody, somebody else, else in? in? And for, for the fellas considering that, listen, if you seriously think this gonna be the one that you take in the long haul, bro, don't like really, really rethink. I don't, I don't really think people understand what it is introducing and bringing your woman into that world. See, it's so funny because you know the red pill community totally disagrees with you. In fact, what they'll say to that is they will say. If you are a woman and you allow your man to have a threesome and you introduce that, you're invaluable. They're selling women on that. It's a game. It's a joke, right? But they're selling women on this. Like you will be invaluable to your man. He will never want to get rid of you because you you let him do things like that. And it's interesting to hear you guys kind of say the complete opposite. I mean, I know women have fantasies. You know, we did, uh, um, you know what, I'm not even, that's old, that, that's one of the archive episodes, I'm not gonna talk about that one, but we did, a. you know, we, they have fantasies, and so I do understand that women want to do some different things, but the idea of bringing somebody else into the room, that is just when it gets a little bit too edgy for me. It gets crazy. Yeah. It gets really crazy. Not again, for a woman I really want to be with, simply because, you know what, maybe it's because of my past, because I'm going to be paranoid. It's like, once I introduce that, I'm not, because it's going to be new to everybody and you don't necessarily know how everybody going to handle the situation. Mm -hmm. So once you introduce it, I, I think I would just be too on edge about something like that. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. yeah it's because, it, but like that's information though. Like that, that to me shows alignment. It shows direction, right? If you're anxious about something, that's usually direction. That's usually that something isn't for you. Let me, let me ask you this because you experienced both, both emotional abuse and sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you this. For, for the clients and the people that you've worked with, do you see that emotional abuse and sexual abuse has different effects on how it could potentially harm a woman having a healthy relationship moving forward? Or is it is abuse abuse? Um, abuse is abuse. The, I don't rate trauma. I don't look at one thing and say, this is going to do this or this is going to do this. But I will say with sexual abuse in particular, I tend to see two things. I tend to see a complete like regression or withdrawal sexually, or I'll see hypersexuality where I guess this kind of backs up your point earlier where they might be more connected or might. So yeah, kind of cycling back. I can see that, you know, where they might be more willing to sleep with multiple people or it's easier for them to have to, to give people access to their body. So two extremes when there's been sexual abuse typically, and then it can be harder for them to develop intimacy in particular, mm. not hard to, not hard to have sex. It's just the intimacy. That's difficult. It's the trust. It's the vulnerability because it's where a woman is most vulnerable is intimacy. You know? And when you, and when you experience sexual abuse, I'm really curious to know, was that in, in one of your relationships or was that growing up in your childhood? No, so that was in one of my relationships, actually. And so I, I like it was hard for me to even label it at that. 
before to recognize what had happened to me because he was my boyfriend. So, so what is that? That's what I was going to say. What does that look like? So, I mean, I can really get graphic with you. I don't know. Like, like it was, we were together and he raped me and he said, congratulations, you're not a virgin anymore. And I didn't know that that was rape. I didn't know that that was, um, I didn't really understand consent at the time because I thought that because we're together, I didn't have rights, right? And I don't want to get too graphic on how things happen, but it was out of my control. There wasn't anything that I could do, you know? And you gave him no consent? No, not at all. None at all. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And so that's that was the start of it. There were other things that happened where there continued to be sexual abuse, but again, it took me years, and this is why women, and I never reported it, and most people don't report these things, but it took me years to even recognize that that was abuse or even call that rape because I was like, oh, he was my boyfriend. Like, how can you, I must have, I was wearing a skirt. Like, how can you, I made that easy for him. Like, you go through these things of self-blame where it's really, it, it was it was a hard thing for me to even say to myself that that had happened. And it's still something I don't like to say because I know that opens your, it opens yourself up to a lot of criticism to be like, no, she was asking for it or well, they were in a relationship, so you can't do that. But mm. that's, that's the kind of stuff you'll hear. But it, it absolutely was, you know. And then there were things that happened after that where there continued to be sexual abuse, which might sound weird, but it was. Now, so – on one hand, you got the forcible situations mm -hmm. that people will say, hey, you know, what could you have done to prevent that type mm -hmm. of situation? Just, you know, crazy people. But then you all also have the other end, just other things that people still say the same thing about, like a way a woman dresses. Mm -hmm. Hey, maybe he wouldn't have said that to you if you were dressed a certain way and that kind of deal. Mm -hmm. So thinking about promiscuity and just risky behaviors in general, do you think personally that it's a certain way that a woman should or should not dress when she's out in public? I think you should be able to wear whatever the fuck you want, ladies. <laughs> really? Would I you? Do. But would you? Would you I, I, do. Yes, I think. I think it's okay to think that. But would you advise that? Well, we're talking about two different things. Okay. Now, let me start with this, and then we'll see where it goes. Okay. You should be able to wear whatever you want and feel safe all the time. Like that's, that's what should happen. Um, because look like it is true. If a woman does dress more revealing, it does, it can invite negative attention, but I, but you know, on the counter, even if a woman is dressed very modestly, it still invites negative attention. And, and so it's not just because of what she's wearing. There are bigger things at play that we're not, it's easy, it's easy to go obvious. It's easy to be like, it's because she's wearing that. But what do you, what do you say to the girl that wasn't wearing that, that was dressed modestly, that, that got that also? So there's something bigger going on with how women are being treated outside of the, the obvious how they're dressed. Like, I was saying this to you guys earlier before we started filming. The biggest thing that invites male attention or any unwanted sexual advances is if a woman smiles. <laughs> but that's not popular to say. Well, I think if a woman smiles, it could be an invite. I think that generally a man would probably interpret it as an invite. Right. But, but I'm not but I'm not saying women should go around smiling at every dude either. Fair, fair enough. But that 
that would be like, if you really want to make, like, if, if the point is, look, the point is this to moderate women. That's the, that's the point It's to be like, do this or do that. That's the point. That's the thing that we're missing. Okay. That's wrong. That's completely wrong. Now, like, see, now I don't think that that's what men are saying. I don't think they saying women do this or do that. They're saying, Hey, if you go do that, then you better be ready for the consequences it's that's like, going to come like with this, that. Right? I grew up in a neighborhood that was pretty shysty, right? So you knew that if you stepped outside and we and the coaches would tell us, like, because we have players that want to shine, they want, might want to wear their jewelry outside, they might want to have on a really nice things and so yeah. on and so forth. And they said, look, listen, you can do whatever you want, but understand when you step outside and you present this understanding your surroundings, the unfortunate realities, the realities of the world, you should be able to walk outside with a nice chain on. You should be able to walk outside with a nice, with a nice outfit, but there's good and there's evil. And understanding that, understanding yeah. that truth, that truth in this world is something you have to understand to protect yourself. And unfortunately, if you don't understand that, there's exposure there. So like me as a father, if I'm telling my daughter that, it's not necessarily just to moderate her. It's truly because I love her. And I want the risk when she's outside of my supervision to drop as much as I possibly could for her, for, for, the, for the betterment of her, not just for me, but for her. So I can appreciate, I can appreciate what you guys are saying on this. And I don't disagree. Like, I think that there are, with everything. Cause I think that there are some environments where, yeah, like if you do dress this way, like you could get more attention, but I always go back to no matter what you do, policing, policing a woman and getting hurt. Like it's not a woman's responsibility to get men to act right. And that, that's the thing that I think I have the biggest issue with is that when I hear this argument being made, it is up to the woman to control the behavior of the man. And that is problematic to me. Like you should like, and even our law supports that. Like you should be like, if, if somebody comes up and like, I, I kind of gave this example on my show. It's like, if you're a baker and you're out at a farmer's market and you're legally allowed to sell bread and somebody comes up and steals it from you. Is that the baker's fault? Like, do you tell him, no, you're not allowed to sell bread here anymore? Like, but yet we're, we're, we're putting those same kind of conditions on women. Also, I don't think that we give men enough credit when we use scenarios like this. Most men know how to act right. Most men know how to control their behavior, even if they're turned on sexually. We're really kind of limiting them and we're saying, uh, you know, guys, these guys on a hack, right? They're just going to go around doing A, B, and C, D to women. So watch out. And that's not really how that works. Most men that I meet, protective, loving, kind. Now, I think, I think that's why we should draw the line in the sand. There's men and there's criminals. There's men and there's creeps. So we're not talking about the men. But it's not a woman. No, 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 no. We're talking, yeah. about, no, we're talking about the men too because this is the thing. A woman dressed a certain way, I'm not saying she's asking for it or whatever that is. But if a woman dressed a certain way, it's, it's going to be men. I think good men can say inappropriate things that might be harassing. And just because at that instance, 
what she was wearing, what they said, I do not disqualify that dude so as a we, not it's good man. about rape. Let's go. Let's go all the way there. But see that. Well, see, that's not I'm a good ta- man. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about just. No, of course not. I'm talking about risky behavior. I'm talking about because this thing. You look beautiful, right? You wear that for us. You dressing like you dress now. This is great for great for the ratings. Safe. This is safe. Nothing wrong. You're in a great environment. Now it's also places that I go to. I would say that I would go to. You cannot be dressed like that and be with me. I would get hit over the head. You're not my girl. I would get hit over the head. You might get thrown over your shoulder, and they try to walk out with which you. Which is which is crazy because I, you know, like you're like I'm wearing jeans, guys, not just you know, right, right, or right, anything right, right. like that. But <laughs> like, <laughs> um, like my my the like, I hear what you guys are saying. That the bigger point is is that it is not a woman's responsibility to control behavior, and for you for for anybody to impose that on a woman, you're you've got it wrong. A woman should be should be able to go wherever she wants and feel safe. Now I understand that that is not the reality of it. I do know that there are certain things that could possibly increase the risk. Right? Should it's still even if that's the condition, it still is never her responsibility to change a part of herself to get somebody to act right. Because at the end of the day, if somebody's going to do something to you, what you're wearing really isn't the game changer. See, and I just honestly believe that one. I believe that most women are thinking the exact same thing you think, that, and I that that hey is. I should be able to wear what I want to wear, help and it's me not, out and it's not my job. They probably help you all right now. And help it's not me out, my ladies. Job. That's a good poll. It's not my job. That's a good poll. Wait, we're dro- what's the poll? What, what are we dropping? Should women be able to wear whatever they want to wear? What, what, what was it? What's the best way? Because I, I think women should have the freedom to express themselves however they want physically, and it's not up to a woman to police a man. I'm gonna just put yes or no. Should women be able to wear whatever they want? I think that that's, that's the that's same it. question. That's it. So this thing, I think that most women think like you're thinking, and I this what this this is my point. My point is that the reality is that men do control what women wear, and men control what men wear, and whatever the the people in power of that particular society or that particular group decides what's good and what's bad. That's the reality. Mm-hmm. So in most cases, it's men. Deciding what's good and what's bad. And rather than accepting that reality, women want to create a new reality where it shouldn't matter, but it does. Men shouldn't try to control, but they do. Because if me and Tyshawn go somewhere, it's a thing called gameness. Yeah. If we go somewhere and we go to a sophisticated business conference and we got on T-shirts and jeans, we're going to be labeled the scrubs. Just how it's going to be. Right. If we go out to a sexy party or something like that and we dress down, relax, and we assume we don't got no jewelry or nothing that shows that we clearly should be in the room, we're going to look and be treated a certain way. This is just how it works in social dynamics. Right. That context is pretty mild into the comparison. And here's why there's here's here's why this matters so much. We're talking about the abuse or the sexual abuse or unwanted sexual attention that you get because of how, uh, like that is that that's criminal. That's like next level shit, right? Like getting labeled a scrub, not like not okay, but not as severe. Okay. You're talking about policing behavior In your situation. You're not talking about policing behavior. You're talking about a negative label. That's like, like, that's not the same thing, but this thing, 
labeling, bullying, getting better treatment, all that goes into effect into what you wear. Not no, you're no, this this context is just simply about they're using this. Most people use us as an argument saying, hey, this is why you're getting unwanted sexual attention. Hey, this is why this bad thing happened to you. That is not the same thing as getting a negative label or a bad reputation. We're talking about something that they're using to warrant abuse. Well, now, that's why it's so extreme. No, see, I agree with you. That's why I use the example of wearing a nice chain in certain neighborhoods. Yeah. I think that's probably the best one because yeah. that can end up in death. In many occasions. But somebody will say, hey, you should not have had on that chain in that neighborhood. You know you shouldn't have done that. Because you know in you that neighborhood, that the men in power decide what you can wear and not be abused and what you cannot wear. So, but like that happens even, that happens though, even if you don't wear a chain sometimes. You it know? does, but like, that's why, at, but, but, but that's why we're saying you should mitigate all possible as many possible factors that can contribute to you potentially putting yourself or being in position to where you might be abused it's not saying that it's going to be perfect and it's not saying that it's not fucked up I it's think, saying but this is the this I think reality you have to use wisdom okay like and generally speaking i myself would use wisdom okay but i am not going to co-sign bad behavior you will never hear me say that okay i'm not going to say or give any kind of thing that yes like you know, women, it's your responsibility to make sure a man doesn't fucking rape you. You'll like, that's ridiculous. So I can never agree with something like that. I hear what you guys are saying. And I myself would use wisdom and would encourage women to use their own wisdom. But there's an overarching principle that I'm trying to reach on how this is used against women to warrant sexual abuse and assault. And that is what I have to completely like. That's why I have to double down on that. I, so, the, the way that you're saying that, I want you to say that again. You said women should not be responsible for a, ma a man's it's, behaviors. It's, it's saying that, you know, they're using an argument on how women dress to warrant the sexual abuse or sexual assault or unwanted sexual attention towards women. They're using that as an argument. And then they're saying, hey, women, it's your responsibility to make sure men act right. Is, is a woman's responsibility to protect herself. And so, that includes how she dresses. So I can kind of get on board with the way that you said that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Look, like, like what I said, I said, I would use wisdom and yeah, I would exercise yeah. good judgment. Okay. But there is a principle here that it is not a woman's responsibility to police a man. It is not a woman's responsibility to say, Hey, uh, I need, like, please don't hurt me. Please don't do this. And I will do, like, that is never going to be her responsibility now. Would it be poor judgment? Yes, I can see how in some situations it would be poor judgment. So I can see what you guys are saying on that. But overall, the big theme is it is not anybody. It is your responsibility to control yourself. Now, whether or not that happens, got it. We're all on the same page of that. But you're not going to hear me ever say Yes, women, it's your job to control a man's behavior. It never is. And you know what? I want to hear what the poll got to say, Ryan. So I'm gonna check this out. We got so the polls is 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 definitely coming in, guys. Let's get to a hundred votes. It's only been out for five minutes. Should women be able to wear whatever they want? We got 49% of women that says yes, and 51% that says no. So look, let's get to a hundred votes so we can it's still kind of in between. We're gonna have to do a recount, but let's get a hundred votes on this. We got 92 so far. But should women be able to wear what they want? I think it's tricky. I think it's tricky. I, I hope yeah. I agree with you in that 
women should not have to, you know, deal with how men act with certain things. But it's I do about, think it's a. It's like, I don't feel like the responsibility should be on women to say, like, I've got to do this to make sure that you act right. Like, I don't, it's that principle that I have an issue with. Like, it is not your job to police a man. It is not your job to, you can never control a man's behavior. Like, and. You, you can't. So, oh my God. So I think this is just, this is just very frustrating for me because I really do think that most women think is exactly the same. I just think that you have to protect yourself. Like I, it's not, listen, it's not my responsibility to make sure that it's not people going around checking car doors, make sure they open or checking apartment doors. Yeah. I can't have nothing to do with that, but it is my responsibility to protect myself. So I'm going to lock my doors. I'm going to lock my doors when I'm in the house. I'm going to lock my doors. And I'm going to wait for the house. So just in case it is some idiot who wants to come, you know, assault me or do something crazy to me or just offend me or disrespect me in some certain way, I have at least mitigated that opportunity. Now, if they decide to crawl all the way around the building and climb up 18 floors to get to my balcony and come through the back, okay, it's like nothing I could have done about that situation. But the things that I can do, like the way I choose to present myself, I do think is important. And I wish that women can go out because I love to see, I, I love to see beautiful women looking sexy. I love it. But when it comes to the gym and it comes to certain other places, I look at it and I'm just like, because I know even what kind of attention that's going to draw, it even lowers my level of attraction and interest in that woman. Because I'm because in my mind, I'm thinking, like, what are you, I'm thinking, what are you thinking? What so are you, you know thinking what? wearing something like that? I, I got a question. What do you think about men whose preference is that their women are to be a bit more conservative? In general, what's your what's, your what's your what's your general what, what's your well, general like, thoughts? Yeah, about? to each their own. Like it's 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 just what you're attracted to. I think that's fine. Like there's two different arguments going on. There's two different points that are being made here. I'm you're making the point that yes, protect yourself, be safe. I'm actually making the same point. I'm agreeing with you on that. I'm saying that I would actually use the same judgment. What I'm disagreeing on is they're using their they're trying to control a behavior, and that is what I have an issue with. They're making the responsibility of bad behavior like sexual assault or unwanted sexual, and they're faulting women for it. That's the part like that I'm Like if you wouldn't dress like that, you wouldn't exactly. have to. Exactly. Okay. That's the part that I'm highlighting. Now, I hear what you're like. Is it like ideally it shouldn't be that way, but I get I get that it is. But it's the blame that I have an issue with. It's saying that you're responsible for this and you need to correct that so that we treat you right. That's the argument that I have an issue with. I get it. I get it. Can yeah. I can I end this poll real quick? Yeah, yeah, poll. So I want to end this poll. So guys, we are split down the middle. This is insane. 112 wow. votes is 50-50. What? It is 50-50. Yeah. That's the first ever. That's the first ever 50-50 vote. So I think, well, because I think that that's a very sensitive topic. Yeah. And um, I think a lot of us are at odds, whether internally or externally, about what we should be doing ideally. So, you know, I just think that kind of shows the state that we're in. Now, we also had a uh, a couple super chats come in, and I want you to handle one of these. The first one is, shout out to KN. KN, always supporting the channel. Many of us are sexually abused, not being sexy at all. Many as children, pants, t-shirt, PJs, moo-moos, doesn't matter. So she's pretty much saying mm -hmm. a lot of times, whatever, you know, yeah, woman was, has on. Yeah, that was kind of like, I don't know if you heard what I was kind of mentioning earlier about sexuality going two ways when you've been sexual abuse. You can go the more like 
again, I don't want anybody to kind of see me route or the hypersexual route. Right. So that's, again, that's the more extreme end of it where you're more like withdrawn. Okay. Know? Now, TAP, I see you, TAP. We're going to get to your, we're going to get to that question a little bit later. I'm going to say that one for a little bit, TAP. Hey, Go listen, ahead, I want y'all to send those super chats in because listen, we're going to be having the Q&A session very soon. Matter of fact, all throughout the show. So send your super chats in so we can answer your questions okay so i i want to know when it comes to somebody that has especially like you um or and a lot of women it's actually unfortunate because i actually know a lot of women that have experienced sexual abuse mm -hmm. just in general i know a lot of women and emotional abuse i think is even probably more common right mm -hmm. so on the side and probably so for men as well i want to hear your thoughts on this because that's the side we don't hear much of. Yeah. We don't hear men experiencing the emotional and definitely not sexual abuse. Yeah. In your line of work, is that something that you see that commonly happens as well? So it's a good thing to talk about. And I'm glad that you brought that up. I actually have two clients right now, both both I'm doing like counseling with, and they are actually abuse victims. The men. And yes. Yeah. The men are actually being um, verbally and physically abused by their partners. And when I started working with them, it took me quite a, quite a bit for them to actually get to the place where they could accept that they were abused. In fact, when I had even said abused, you know, his voice cracked and he was like, I, ca I can't be, he's so much bigger than her, right? He's so much stronger than her. Like when she hits him, it doesn't hurt him, right? So he was discounting these things as abuse, like... If he gets like a barrage of really terrible text messages, he, he didn't even categorize that abuse. It's just what he should handle being a man. And so that's a real barrier that I see when I work with men that are in abusive relationships is the challenge is getting them to recognize that they are in one because they think that because they're the stronger sex that they are less likely to talk about it and because they can take care of themselves that they don't see themselves as actual victims. Yeah, the, the world doesn't take that as serious. A yeah, guy, a guy getting his ass kicked in a relationship by a woman. The, the world this just really doesn't. Well, like, yeah, let's, it's, it's and you don't comedy. even hear about it. You it's don't even comedy, hear about really. it. it. It is comedy. Yeah. Well, like this is why guys don't open up about it is because it's not comedy. Like if that was a woman, nobody would laugh at that. And like, but you guys, if that happens to a guy. You know, he's a pussy or he's this or he's that, you know, and if, if that's not the case, that that's what keeps men shut down. And that's what keeps them. It, it's what stops them from preventing getting health. Also, like you have to be able to open up and talk about that and get feedback. Like, like how, how could you, how could this person go to any one of his boys and say that, right? They're probably just going to make fun of him. He doesn't have boy. I imagine this <laughs> yeah. kind of guy. He doesn't have good friends at does all. Does not have a Why good Why do you guys say that? Because a strong circle yeah. of guys provide counsel. Yeah, they're not going to let you. Well, they shouldn't let you get abused by a lady. So that if that was like crazy. one of your friends, like what advice would you guys give him? Either he wouldn't first be of one all, of my friends because that's the first thing because this sounds like that dude is he's I mean, if that dude is getting beat up at by his lady, he's getting beat up in every walk of life. He's probably yes, you got all kind of issues. And, and I would say this. Are we talking about just emotional, physical? Well, abuse? Let me let me because it's different. It is because a couple of our homies, trust me, are getting emotionally abused. So I'm going to say happening. 
So it's, emotional abuse is happening. I don't know. They, abuse, I don't know. They're my homies. They might be apprentices that we're trying to yeah, help. Yeah, save. but still, but still, definitely, definitely so, people we know. Yeah. Just, just so the audience is clear, like this is not somebody that's leaving a lot of bruises or marks. Like this is somebody much smaller than him, and so it's not as physically threatening. But there are still hitting and kicking and like violence in the home. Okay, so he's not getting his ass kicked by any means. Okay, but he is still getting beat up on. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's like a kid beating you up. I just have just kind of yeah. It kind of like it kind of looks like that, right? Yeah. But I mean, women and children are the only. I mean, out of the three of us, women, children, and men, y'all, women and children are the only that actually gets an excuse or some level of break for having an emotional uh you know, emotional reaction or spat. Yeah. It's just like if a dude does that it's zero tolerance. But women can do they can text you long messages, say crazy stuff, do random stuff, you know, and yeah, it still be so like it's a woman. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, like one woman. dude one dude said uh, I seen this clip. He was like, Yeah, my wife said I should be more I should be more sensitive like her. I should be I should uh you know, take some notes from her. So he says, so I go out, I jump on her car, I run into the garage, and then, oh I, and, and then I ignore her for a week and pretend like nothing happened. <laughs> but he was joking, I right? It, yeah. But it's just like a woman gets to do crazy stuff like that and it still be your woman and it still be, you know, all, all, all good until she acts like nothing happened the next day whenever she comes around. But men, we don't get to do that. So if you're getting beat up by a kid pretty much, or a woman is just kind of is kind of ridiculous. So I want to I want to notice too. What does emotional abuse from a woman look like, in particular? Like, kind of give me some uh, again some traits. I know, I know so you don't like the label. Emotional abuse could be like the silent treatment. Okay. Um. So like, let's say you do something she doesn't like, and then she ignores you. Okay. That could be a form of like emotional or like psychological abuse. Um. You do something that she doesn't like. Yeah, let's and like yeah, you. let's just say she gives you the silent treatment or won't talk to you or let's say she withholds sex. Mm. Okay. Um she uses it as like a punishment or reward system or let's just say like, you know, you guys are um you got into an argument, she goes out with her friends. Okay, mm. like now these these things are subtle and they are not I have to say this, they are not always indicators of abuse. But it can play out that way. It can look like that. I would have checked every also, single one of those instances. Also, kids. Kids oh, is a big one. Wow. They'll use the kids. In what way? Give me an example. Well, it depends if you're together or separate. Um, but you will see kids being the messenger. Well, your daddy is just so mean to me. Go tell daddy to be nice to me. Okay. Mm. Um, things like that, or let's say it's separate. Okay? Wow. Um, they, you might not see your kid that week. Okay. And that's the way that they'll hold it hostage. Wow. Okay? So I'll see things play out that way. So just big on leverage. They want to leverage whatever they can. Um, well, we, we all do that. So it's not just a woman thing. Guys do it too. But this is how it can look if a woman's doing it. Interesting. Men have to be sharp. You got to really be sharp and aware of kind of what's going on. Because and this thing, women, y'all do stuff like that just in an instant. Dude, you guys do stuff too. It's I'm just telling you, like I'm just telling you both sides. No, <laughs> we that, do do stuff. We do do stuff. That's what we talk about here. What kind of state when you find the guy who's getting physically and emotionally abused? Are they in the same mental state, or is is this one worse than the other? Um, not necessarily like any, if you're anytime there's mistreatment, like you're going to have mental health 
problems because your brain isn't designed to do that. Like it's going to like there's some level of trauma there. Now, some people can be really functional on trauma and then some people not so functional. But either way, it starts to hurt your soul. Either way, it starts to cause disruption in how you think, how you relate to yourself, your relationships with other people. Anytime you tolerate something like that, it changes you. I want to get this question in from um from the chat real quick. I, yeah. I think this is a this is a pretty aggressive question, but I think it's right in line when it comes to risky behaviors. Okay. Uh so this says, is changing someone's outer appearance? Shout out to Jocelyn, the health coach. Is changing someone's outer appearance by use of surgery to enhance a woman's features a byproduct of trauma or emotional or sexual abuse? Would you say there's a deeper issue than just by choice? Um, Well, sometimes there can be. Um, Like sometimes there can be where if you're not feeling good, you might use it as a way to like cope. But sometimes like some sometimes like not everything a woman is doing is to sexualize herself. And I think that that's something that a lot of people like also like why does that even have a negative meaning? Like, why would that even be negative for a woman to do that? Like, there's a bigger thing going on that that would even be perceived as something bad or wrong. Well, let's talk about that because we've had a little bit of discussions on the show about that. But I very, think very briefly, I think that uh, the cosmetic surgeries and, and things like that are incentivized, really incentivized, especially virtually or digitally, like socially, social media, highly incentivized to have a certain aesthetic, a certain look. I think what's been communicated just from people I personally know is communicated. I have men that say, hey, although I'm very attracted to that long term, I would not be interested in that because of these several factors. I think usually the several factors include that they assume that this person has some level of insecurities that may have to do with trauma. I mean, is it totally unfair to think? Look, I can, it's not unfair to think, but like, look, all this does is get more attention because it's more obvious. Guys do the same shit. Like if you wear a toupee because you got a bald head. Like we all do the same shit. I'm sorry. Like, why'd you put on a shirt today? Are you mad because your tummy's jump chunky? Like, I mean, we all do this, but like this gets a bad rap because it's like, more noticeable or like there's a negative meaning like why are we even putting a negative meaning on on somebody wanting to enhance how they look anyway like this is like me saying why did you wear makeup today are you insecure about how you look like don't you just want to go natural and it's like well what if it just enhances my features is that so fucking bad now but you know check this out you, <laughs> i like when you this can, when, when you consider sit in the right? super chat now what do y'all think about that so when you think about it right like let's go as far as like the bbl right yeah these, like, I think as far as surgeries, like, I think the, the death rate is probably higher than any other surgery. It's probably one of the most dangerous surgeries I have heard ever. that it is dangerous. It's a yeah. very dangerous surgery, but it's also very popularly happening. So I get, like, I just want to look better, but, like, literally, and just, many just, women are looking better at the risk or cost of potentially losing their lives. So I think it's something deeper than I just want to look better because you could just put makeup on. But, well, not necessarily because, like, it depends on what the insecurity is. Because putting makeup on doesn't give you a bigger ass. So it is. So, so that's the point. So, I think that's a. I think that's a big point you're saying there. So it typically it is stemming from an insecurity. Why this might be wanting to but happen? What what I have what I have an issue is this: we're all insecure. We all have insecurities. So we all do things to this degree. We all do it. Wait. So you think 
there are other things outside of plastic surgery that's equivalent. Absolutely. Like, like uh, this is not a unique problem. Okay. It just gets a lot of attention because it's obvious or <laughs> plastic surgery is somehow this like thing people want to like talk about. And I get, I get why it's, why it takes attention, but they're like, everybody's framing it in a way. Is this because of an insecurity? Everything we do is because of insecurities a lot of times. Okay. The way we dress can be because we're insecure about something, the way we talk or the manner or who we're hanging out with because it could be about who we're insecure. So it's not always this deep rooted traumatic issue. Like, could it be because of insecurities? Yeah. And most of the time it is, but is that so bad? Is it bad? We all have them. Like, so if you want to do something, I think it could be. Well, maybe, but like we have to kind of normalize this too, okay? We have to normalize this because not everything is pathological. Sometimes plastic surgery or having a bigger ass just does make you feel better. And it really is that simple. But should it? May, okay, maybe maybe not, but is it bad? I don't really think it's bad. I Like, look, this is like somebody saying like, I fucking smoke weed to relax. Or something like that. You're using it as a cope, or maybe well, maybe but, that's a bad but see, example. But no, 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 no. It is no. It is a good example because you're, you're using something to kind of fill whatever the maybe void you're is. Using something to feel better, or like it's just we we all do things. I think the point that I'm trying to make is: is it stemming from insecurity? Yeah, probably. But like, aren't we all insecure about things? Like, don't we all have something that we'd like to change? or enhance or to be better. So this is not a unique problem and it's not special and it's really not, it's not that big of a deal. Now, sometimes the risks might be a little heavier, right? With something like that. And that you should take into consideration, but this is not some big pathological issue that people try to make it out to be. Now, can it be? Sure. But so can everything. And so, so for, wait, wait, so I, I want to get reference. So for restaurants, have you, can you share uh, like your, I guess, cosmetic surgery history or things that you've done? To improve yourself? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. <laughs> okay. So now with you, okay, so let's say breast implants, okay? Breast implants. So maybe the average person is like breast implants is not a big deal. Yeah. But even for somebody like you who has uh, has breast augmented surgery or whatever you call it, is there taboo surgery to you? Like would you date a dude who had like a penis implant? Um, I don't think anything like that would be taboo for me. Um, but maybe that's just because I live in Vegas. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So it's really <laughs> so. Maybe it's, that's, that's it's, I think that's Vegas normal. is probably pretty open and very like accepting. Like those things, like uh, they don't stand out. They're not very noticeable. It's just normal, I think. So okay. if you're not kind of familiar with it, I can see why it might hit a little harder for me. It's like whatever. So even if a guy had like his abs done, pecs done. I yeah, like I don't know if I would actually know if he did or not but if but if you did assuming you if did. i if i knew that he did well i did know a guy that had calf implants and i did not care okay it did not bother me well, i would yeah i didn't i just didn't care see my thing is like i guess you know one thing i like about so you're a therapist so you know it's there's like a spectrum to things so there's not like this black and white aspect to it so insecurities if we could put it on a spectrum there's a you know probably a light end and then there's a heavier end mm -hmm. and i think that's where it could probably be dangerous because even when you talk about trauma women that's experienced abuse they probably can suffer from insecurities a lot deeper than somebody that had a healthier uh a healthier uh past especially if they dealt with a man who may have constantly told them that they weren't beautiful mm. you know they what? did not look a certain way one of, one of my good friends is a plastic surgeon and um and he told me he's like you know 
this can heal you too. Okay. And I really. Wow. He went there. He said it can heal. Not, 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 he wasn't saying that to me personally. Okay. But he's general. talking about his That's art and what he tag does. Line. Okay. And, and I really do agree with that. Okay. I really do agree with that. I do think that they're like, let's, 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 let's go a different route. Okay. Let's say somebody has like burns or let's say somebody was in an abusive relationship and they had skin damage. Well, you go to a plastic surgeon for that. Mm. Okay. To repair the way that you look now. Are they insecure about how they look? Yeah. Yeah. They are. And why would you make that more okay than somebody that doesn't like their flat butt? Like that's not fair. Uh, repairs and upgrades are different. Well, see, you, this different. is where you guys start putting contingencies on things. But the root of what you're saying, no, the root of what you're saying is the same. The root of what I did is I create, I changed the context and that changed the meaning. The root was insecurity. And that's what your viewer said, insecurity. So that's what I, that's what I doubled down on. I just gave you a more acceptable answer of insecurity that you were more open to. Yeah, I like I had to know this girl who got like a breast reduction because, yeah. you know, I actually know a few women that got breast reductions because, you know, yeah. the bad utility. utility. Yeah. You know. Like, look, it, like the sad thing is, is that if 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 I tell you a sad story, you're more likely to be OK with plastic surgery and you're more likely to be forgiving about why somebody's having it. But if somebody wants to do it because they want to look hot, you're critical and judgmental. The issue isn't with them. It's with you. Really? Well, it's not even about that. I'm actually looking about, I think the bigger issue is where the inspiration of the insecurity comes from. That's where I'm coming from. Because again, I don't think it's okay for you to get plastic surgery if the issue was your ex-boyfriend told you you weren't shit and you don't look like shit. So now you're getting plastic surgery to feel better because he made you feel like you weren't beautiful and you could be bad as hell. But isn't that because always I, the reason though? It, I know it, it, maybe not the ex-boyfriend, maybe it's people on social media, you know, maybe yeah. it's stuff like the, that people see in the movies. Or just maybe you just weren't blessed with, I like mean. The goal, the goal is to feel better, I think. And I think we can all like agree on that. The goal is I want to feel better. I don't like something about myself and I want to change that. Now, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that regardless of what like the context is. Like these these things have negative meanings, but they can also be very beautiful and they can also help people too. Can people take it to the next level? Can people abuse that? Yeah, but you can you can abuse anything also. So I'm just trying to create a, a different way to, to look at it. Like we all have insecurities and if that's something that they're using to cope with it, probably not ideal, but might not be the worst thing either. Because in my... Because correct me if I'm wrong, isn't the wound still open? I agree. Now that's a whole separate issue. Okay. That's a whole separate issue because that that's where I come in. And that's the root of it. That's what you really but want they're to going on. to the plastic surgeon and not the therapist. Well, and that's a big difference. Well, well, not not always. Like there, there are like this can be a beautiful thing for people. And if they have the ability to do that, and if it if it does help, then then great. But is that going to be a permanent fix for an emotional issue? No. And you would need attention for that. You would, I would recommend therapy for that. Absolutely. I wouldn't recommend fixing an emotional, deep-rooted psychological trauma for that. But I'm also trying to create some perspective that not everything is rooted in that as well. Like yeah. not everybody changes their body because they have some big pathological issue going on. Some people just like the way it looks better and they haven't had this huge traumatic thing happen. It's, and, you know, because you got the, the mommy surgeries out there. 
right? Yeah, you got those. Like the you got the, the mommy makeovers, yeah. the breast reduction, the BBLs. Yeah, it's so, such guys, a variety. Like, like, what if it's a girl trying to look hot for her man? Like, a lot of guys also like encourage that. Like, I will tell you this: living in Vegas, a lot of men are more than happy to pay for their girls to get their boobs done. My one of my best friends is a guy just paid to get his his lady's boobs done. He loves that shit. That wasn't her idea. That was his idea. So why why is it okay for a like this? So now I'm kind of confused. It's like, well, we don't want the women to be controlled by the men in terms of what they should wear, but at the same time, we acknowledging that the reason, well, the reason why a woman may want to change the way she looks is for insecurities. I'm assuming it's insecurities that are caused by the way men look at them, right? Because because you don't know your butt is flat unless men are saying it's flat, or, right? Or I think it's really the way they perceive themselves because here's the real thing. I've seen some badass chicks that I think is bad, bro, that literally do not think they're beautiful. Some, some people are so... I think they're bad. Now, yeah. it could have been a dude told them that. I don't know. It could have been their friends growing up, their sister, whatever it is. Some So there is this thing called body dysmorphic disorder, and this actually happens a lot with um, plastic surgery sometimes too, where you're not able to see yourself as you are, and it has nothing to do with any outside influence. It's actually a mental health condition. And a lot of people struggle with that and don't know that, but they don't see themselves as they really are. So it's not necessarily just something that somebody told them. And and not everything a woman does is because a, a man said this. And, and here's a counterpoint to this. At what point does a woman actually choose for herself or is everything she's doing for a guy? Like that sounds incredibly egotistical to me. But is that, I mean, is that not true though? Like women pretty much do everything for men and men pretty much do everything for women. I couldn't say, I, I, I couldn't say that. Obviously we, we do things to try to attract people, okay? But we also do things for ourselves because they make us feel good. We, we On the road to attracting the opposite sex, though. No, not necessarily, no. Like, there, there are plenty of people that... I couldn't say... I would say that that's probably the more norm, okay? But I wouldn't say that that's everyone every time the reason why everybody does everything is to just get a dude or to get a girl like there really is a level of this that does make somebody feel good independent of any outside hold on i'm trying to get this person i'm, I'm sorry this is i usually don't do this i usually do not read non-member comments but i but this one just really drew me a comment here says i'm a straight woman all right marmalade skies Go ahead and cop that membership right now because I'm about to read your comment. Wow. I'm a straight woman getting cosmetic surgery to improve my sex life because I haven't dated or had sex in a while. I've gone through a lot of dry spells in my life and I want to have more options. But I'm Oh, okay. So you pretty much going under the knife to look better, to improve her standing in the sexual marketplace. Yeah, I mean that's, that's I mean, is that's that not the reality of why all women do that? I mean, let's just be real. I, I mean, mean, she she kept the real mama I respect you. I Jordan see what Jamie Lynn, Jamie Lynn Lynn's walking around it, but I think that's why they all they I, all doing I, it. I think look, being... I'm actually look, I'm actually look, we're not polarized here. We're really not. I've actually agreed with that that, that happens. I'm yeah. just saying that it's not everything. So there's no black and white. Like, yeah, that happens. I've acknowledged it multiple times. The thing is, is that like that's not everybody. Yeah. Interesting. 
<laughs> Yo, that, that, that is interesting. I, I think, you know, well, shout out to Mahogany Look. Yeah. Uh, or, or no, this is Marmalade, Marmalade Look. Send us a before and after pig. Let us check it out. We'll let you know if the surgeon did a good job or not. And we're going we're gonna to put you up. We're we, we, yeah, we, we we going to put, put you up. A side by side. We'll put that up live. A we, side by we, side. We're going to put it up live. Yeah, that'd and, be dope. And, and let me tell you. I'm gonna try to get some. We're gonna, we're gonna try to get some people in the DM, some qualified brothers in your DM as well. Cause we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna try to end them dry spells, get some moist spells, and let us know in the let us know in the there. chat. What are you getting? Are you just getting the total makeover? Are you getting the the breast augmentation? Are you getting the you know the 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 lips, the cheeks, the bottom cheeks? What is? I'm just very curious about this at this point. And 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 listen, ladies, my my biggest thing is for the ladies watching understand why you're doing what you're doing and make sure you're taking the right actions to fix exactly what it is to get the result you want. Cause again, if you want a nice ass to get you a man, I can't tell you not to get that ass. I just want you to be real about it. that's what it is. Because again, if it was, you dealt with a, a, one of one of these like you had a childhood and i've heard a lot of i have had women tell me this on multiple occasions ty this person told me i was not beautiful i really don't see myself as beautiful i really don't see myself as this so yeah i went and did this i i don't feel that that's the best way to go about it but again as a therapist how do you even a woman who doesn't just truly doesn't feel that she's beautiful how do you even go about talking to her or putting her on track to see herself in a different light. What do you, what do you do as a therapist? Well, it's, it's a lot. And um, I think you kind of have to identify the pain points in like a person's life. You, you want to really kind of like explore those moments that were like game changers for them. Like you don't have to believe every thought that you have. Okay. Mm. And everybody's going to come along at some point in your life and tell you you're not enough. Mm. everybody's going to do that at some point. Now it's up to you whether you believe it or not. You don't always have to take the bait. And so part of what I do is restructuring that and rewiring your brain, right? Changing some of those false beliefs and creating a new narrative. Like there can be a lot of people, maybe even on your thing that like, she's shit. She doesn't know what she's talking about. I'm not going to go home and believe a word of that. Mm. You know, it won't affect me because my sense of self is somewhere else. But like, you know, it gets to the point where you do some emotional work and you're like, you really have to heal just those parts of you. It's not the whole you. It's just these pain points, little pieces of you that need attention, little pieces of you that need love. And it's just kind of cognitive restructuring, rewiring of your brain, learning how to regulate your nervous system, getting that more in line with your true self. And then again, what do you actually want to believe about yourself? Because you don't have to believe every thought you have. Sometimes they're just a thought. But at some point, you actually say, I agree with this. And at any point, at any point, you can say, I don't anymore. And then you start working from that place. Mm. I get it. So it's we got a super very, here, yeah, very interesting conversation because and I'm surprised that it was so many women that in the chat right now, like they either had an experience with plastic surgery or they know somebody that's had an experience. That's because that, I mean that's a this thing you Vegas, uh, West Coast, Miami. Yeah, that's like that's regular. That's it's regular. Common, yeah. Atlanta, the BBLs is very common. Oh, the Specific, BBLs are the BBL. going crazy. Yeah. Okay. I'm seeing a BBL on every corner. I don't oh. feel like I've seen any since I've been here. <laughs> you, yeah, oh, no, you, I don't feel like I've seen 
living out here. And the yeah? BBL hey. is a yow. Maybe I'm just in the wrong place. Yeah. Matter of fact, in Atlanta, see, in Atlanta, that's all they need is, okay. is a BBL. Oh, yeah. That's all you need. You don't okay. need nothing extra. Okay. And it, so the one BBL is, is, is good. And it's pressure now. I feel like it's pressure now on women because you talk about body dys- dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. But what's going on on social media, I can imagine that's probably at an all-time high. Because you literally have women comparing themselves to something that's like very hard to achieve mm-hmm. by God. Yeah. It's, it's very hard to achieve even by fitness person personalities that live in the gym. They probably can't even achieve what they see. So I can imagine as many people who just feel less than, mm-hmm. who just feel like, you know, they, you know, that they're, they're not up to, or they don't match up yeah. to the other women that men are actually desiring. I mean, the thing is, you know, we all gonna have these levels of insecurities. <laughs> it's just about the best ways to deal with them. Plastic surgery is becoming the, one of the ways, one of the options, though. Like, it I, is. Yeah, I don't think it's bad. Ultimately, like, because I think that it can help. I think that there are healing properties and we shouldn't demonize it. Is it this? Is it going to be like the end all be all to somebody that has a ton of emotional, psychological, like, like no, that's probably not good. You're probably going to need more than that. Well, so I'm not going to go too hard on it because I think we got to bring you back for a whole other episode. <laughs> on, <laughs> specifically, specifically, <laughs> that's, that's bring a, a bunch one. of people who who who've had or experienced plastic surgery and kind of what the pros and cons are. I think that would be a good yeah. episode. Well, how can you have the super chat, man? Yeah, let me let me do this one real quick. So shout out to first JJ. Plastic surgery can also be a status symbol. Very yeah. interesting. Thought mm-hmm. I was yeah, that was very interesting. Shout out to JJ. Shout out to uh mahogany, and then we're gonna bring it back to the narcissism because they want to get back on topic. Yeah. But um mahogany says if a man or woman sees that as your mo- sees that as your most valuable asset, mahogany, what is sees that? I think Maybe it's the plastic surgery, maybe. Well, see, there's projection in what she said. So wait, let me finish and let, let yeah. make sure let's let's see if you can interpret this. If a man or woman sees that as your most valuable asset, does that not make the insecurity worse? Okay. Mm. The one part that he was drawn by isn't real. I'm assuming the butt, the breast. Well, like, okay, <clears throat> you're gonna okay, you're gonna know that real soon. Okay. If a man's only entertaining you because of what you can offer. And so if that's all he's offering, you don't have to buy what he's selling, you know, like if he's only interested in you because of what you look, there are plenty of men that will treat you with love and respect if you've had plastic surgery and they're attracted to it as well or else, you know, like, like it, it doesn't have to be like, am I getting off track? I'm trying to no, say no, no. look. So first of all, the conversation, this thing, Jocelyn is really manhandling the conversation right now because she sent over another super chat and it's a really good one. No, but you fine. You okay. fine. Yeah, you good. Well, yeah, let, yeah I'm, I want to I want to read this one too. Read the super chat. Yeah. So shout out to Jocelyn, the health coach. She really is feeling a certain way about this plastic surgery. She going real hard at this right now. She says narcissists will downplay a woman's beauty to kill her self-esteem so that he can control her. And make her codependent. She will always be looking for his approval. And that, my friend, is why most, she capitalized most, most women will undergo the knife. Mm. What are your thoughts about that? Um, No, not at all. (laughs) No. No. Like, okay, so like what she's saying is true. She's just talking about the devaluation stage of, of the narcissistic cycle of abuse. Uh, but that is not why women, you can't lump plastic surgery into that because you're talking about two different things. So 
what she is saying, look, there is truth. Jocelyn, is that her name? Yeah, Jocelyn, the health Jocelyn, coach. Shout out to Jocelyn, the health coach. What you're saying is correct. You're talking about the devaluation stage of the narcissistic cycle of abuse, which does happen, okay? But that is not why women get plastic surgery. Like, you, you can't, you can't, also, narcissism is incredibly rare. Like, and a lot of, a lot of girls out here, not every one of them is dating a narcissist, you know what I mean? We kind of already acknowledge that that's, more on the rarer side of things. So that kind of like doesn't really align with what you're saying, but I, I hear what you're saying and there is some truth to it, but that is not why women have plastic surgery. Now, will that change a woman's behavior when she has been devalued in that way? Yes. But the outlet isn't always plastic surgery. So let me ask you this. Is there ever a way to have a successful relationship at all with a narcissist? No, not a healthy. Well, let me reframe that. You can have a relationship with one and you can have a very long relationship with one, but it will not be a healthy one. Mm. And you have like how, what is successful? Because I will work with people, like I will work with couples that have been married for like 30 plus years. Right. And I guess by most people's standards, they will say that we have a successful relationship, but they, they hate each other. Well, I can't say that that's actually success. Like, how are you rating it? How are you measuring it? Like, is staying together the success? Because to me, a divorce would be the success. That would be the winner is leaving somebody that you don't want to be with. You know, you picked the wrong person. That's the success. So just, I guess it just kind of depends how you measure it. But you can be in really long relationships with narcissists, especially like if you're like their primary supply, like they're not going to want to let you go. They've invested in you. They've worked for you. You're conditioned. That's that they don't they want to return on that investment. You keep as long as you're good for the supply, they're going to keep tapping to see if you've got it to give. They never let that go. They'll discard you for a little bit, but they'll always come back. So if you if you're attracting this kind of person, what's going on with you? Like so what's I love, going on with those kind of women? Whew, I love that you said that because it's not about what you attract. Okay, because a narcissist will hit on a healthy person and an unhealthy person. The difference is this, it's what you entertain. Okay. Now, when you have those pain parts of you, you are more li like what I was saying earlier, kind of about my own story. When you have those pain parts of you, you're more likely to entertain those things, okay? Because you can't recognize or you got something going on that kind of colorblinds you a little bit. You can't read the room. You don't know who you're dealing with, okay? But you you take a person that's been healed, that, that, that has, you know, a fairly solid foundation, you know, good sense of self, high self-esteem. They'll see that narcissist and they don't entertain it. It's not what you attract. Those people, anybody can attract a narcissist. It's what you entertain. And that is a reflection of self. Not what you attract. It's what you entertain. Mm -hmm. It's so crazy because I just be cracking up at the comments. Shout out to Mahogany, man, because Mahogany, she getting the whole work. She getting the rhinoplasty. She said, <laughs> "She gets rhinoplasty. It's she, a nose job. Yeah. She getting the lips. Yeah. She getting the buccal fat reduction. She getting the whole works. You go mahogany. Wow. The combo, the combo pack. <laughs> mahogany. Throw some, uh, throw some tatted eyebrows in there, and I don't, I don't even know what what possible options a woman can get. Wow. But she's getting the whole thing. And then we also shout out. We had a. I can't remember who this was, but it was a." a <laughs> Yo, y'all be having a chat going crazy. I, I don't even feel comfortable saying some of the stuff that's in the chat right now, actually. She was just talking about a reduction that she had. So shout out to the chat. So I want to ask, because let, let, let's start talking about some of the solutions for the ladies. And ladies, look, we're about to close this thing out. So y'all better get y'all questions in. Super chat. My fellas in here. I don't see my fellas in. Fellas, where you at? But I want y'all to go ahead and get those questions in before we close out. 
Matter of fact, one just came in. Ryan, what do you say? Shout out to Larry Love Jr. Larry Love, man. We, man, we can count on Larry Love every week. Shut up, Larry. Every week. Shout out to Larry Love. Hey, he say, says, ladies, say, Larry, drop your handle, drop your handle, and let me know if you're single. Let, let the ladies know your Instagram. I'm looking at handle. Larry, right? Larry, handsome brother, handsome yeah, chocolate Instagram brother. He, he ready to be all. And let them know if you're single, drop your relationship, your relationship <laughs> status. I don't understand how women can get BBLs, fake breasts, plastic surgery, etc. Wow. Then they say they want a man to keep it real with them. Well, you must first keep it real with yourself. I love natural beauty is what he says. And you know, a lot of ladies, a lot of ladies challenge that because I, I can't lie. I, I, I can't lie. And Ryan, you let me know because I personally, like I love I love a natural beauty as well. You know, I, I will say this too. What I love about a natural woman and more in, in, in my experience is the experience I have with her. I feel like she's typically a more down-to-earth woman. I feel like she's more a, a woman who's a bit less superficial. And I typically can achieve a bit more depth in conversation. But what I will say is that when I see, I was at the pool, I was at a rooftop pool this weekend. I'm with a young lady that I'm very seriously dating. And, you know, I'm with a lady, you know? So I'm not really stunting these, these women around me. But one woman walked by and she had the whole package. Like she went, she went to, she went to whatever the, the surgeon was and she got the combo pack. Okay. From top to bottom. <laughs> and my eyes couldn't help. But look, I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying not to look. I'm trying, I'm just. It was just oh man. Oh, like it like I couldn't help. So Larry, keep it real. Your eyes wander. I, I know, <laughs> I know you saying you like, like an, I'm I'm with you, bro. But your eyes do wander. I don't know. Hey, listen. It just seemed like it would come, it come with a little extra. The the woman who typically has the you know, some of the cosmetic works, it usually comes with a little extra, I think. And they roasted me in the comments. You, so that's how, that's like my voice. you you would think, but a lot, like you would think, but I think a lot of that is coming from maybe your own personal experience or like, like this, this kind of has a bad rap and maybe that's due to <laughs> what people in the audience have experienced or whatever, but that's true, you know, and, and sometimes like when we go through things, we always see things through that lens, but there are plenty of people that, that don't, that are incredibly down to earth and like, but where, where do those yeah. people be at? The the women that I see with the, they have the, that, you know, I well, can I'll tell, tell they have if you, if you have a chip on your shoulder, you wouldn't be able to recognize them. That's step number one. Okay. Because those women can land in your lap and you wouldn't be able to see but it. Where are they at though? They're everywhere. They, 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 they're they're clubs. they're, 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 clubs. they're, they're there they are the high profile gyms. There are good, there are good women, okay? There really are good women everywhere. And they're not like and sometimes those women do go to clubs and sometimes those women are in the the doing the most, okay? But like they are there like like there there is a a pool of women that meet both. Mm. There there really is. Like it's not just you've got to be this to be a good girl or, and you can't have an edge or you can't have a BBL. It's like, no, you really can. You can kind of do it all if you want. And what you, what you need to pay attention to is what does your gut say? And are you good with you? Are you good with you first? Because if you're not good with you, if you're still like, if you got a chip on your shoulder from dating and you got this, like, it doesn't matter who you meet girl with BBL or not BBL, you're going to ruin it anyway. That's a good point. I, I get you. I get you on that. And <laughs> I want to call out a little plot twist real quick. I'm not sure if this is accurate, but what we're getting, 
You remember we talk about mahogany getting the rhinoplasty, the buccal fat. Turns out mahogany actually is a guy. Okay. It, no. What That's the plot twist. Very interesting. Mahogany. You really threw us for a loop on that one. I was okay. not I was what not expecting the that. What hell was going Wow. This is this is getting kind of crazy. This is really right getting crazy. That's why some of the comments are so crazy. And Honestly. then we got a we got another one in here. Yeah, we're gonna start doing call-ins real soon. Oh, yes, guys. We're gonna start doing call-ins very soon. Guys, we, this thing, we are turning it up on these productions, guys. So we got whole new production segments coming. We're gonna start rolling more, more clips during the show and doing more reviews. We're gonna start doing the live call-ins. We're gonna start doing some very special stuff to increase the audience engagement. And also, uh, by next week, I would have already reached out. KN, I'm already gotta re gonna reach out to you. And one more person for to moderate the chats, and the chats will need to be moderated Sundays, Mondays, and Wednesdays. So we're actually looking for two moderators. And KN, I'm gonna actually reach this out man to you. Change his name to Mr. Mahogany. He's a menace. Wow. So check this out. Same. Loving me forever says the father of my kids is a covert narc, so he will abuse me, and when I react or fight back, he records me. And shows the recording to others to make it seem like I'm the one that's abusive. Mm -hmm. Wow. It seems like a narcissist is really, really with the shit. Conniving. Like ready to put the show on, put a like show they're, they're on conniving. for it. You know what's what's interesting is that it's usually the victim that has to record is usually one of the signs that I tell people that they're dealing with somebody that's narcissistic if they feel like they have to write things down or record things because there's been so much gaslighting. That's usually like a tell. But that's a really that's a really difficult situation to be in. And I know I know how confusing that can be. And it can, you know, especially if you have kids with somebody, it's a really hard thing to set boundaries with. But that can be like a reactive abuse, right? Where you're kind of poking, 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 and then he records her when she has a moment, right? Yeah. Wow. I, now that I think about it, I was about that's to, just crazy. I was about to say I never dealt with a narcissist, but I have I have dealt with a narcissist. And you know the narcissist. The narcissist is you know, this, the, it's the craziest video I showed you oh, on the phone. Oh, man. Because so we I, got a video. We Oh, we can show you. We okay, can definitely show, show you. Me. I'll show you. This by far is one of the craziest videos i ever seen. Woman was really acting out of pocket. This happened to you? Guys, listen. Or? It, happened, it actually personally happened to Tyshawn. And understand, I don't really even attract, not attract, but entertain women who are crazy or toxic. You know how they say guys love toxic women? I don't really have those askewedos in my circle. In fact, this young lady parades herself as a woman's empowerment coach. Yeah, as a woman's so empowerment coach. The thing about it is, it was like it was way left field. Mm. But this young lady, we thought about we thought about studied, showing that video, but we studied we, manipulation. Yeah, like this young lady was. She told me this eventually, mm -hmm. and see, it got to her because she couldn't manipulate me. Mm. Like she just literally couldn't. She would try. She tried to leverage sex. Mm. She tried to leverage a fake pregnancy, leverage everything. And I would tell Ryan. A lot of this is actually on recording. Man. And honestly, y'all, listen. We I, thought about, I, I we might thought about it for the members it. only. For, yeah. I might we, do we, it for it the members have only. To be, it's so crazy that we would probably, people, we probably get a bad rap for posting it. It's that so, bad. Yeah, it's like, that it's, bad. Like, okay. It's really that crazy. And look. And Tashawn is not doing anything, yeah. anything negative, anything. He why, did you just, why did you record it? Because it was literally for my protection. Yeah, okay. Because so it was she a point, would like make false allegations? At this allegations point, she popped up to my house. He literally okay. says on the video, hey, 
I'm I'm I just called security. I need you to leave the premises. And the security he said, he says, the whole he time. Pulling out his phone, he says, "I am pulling out my phone to record yeah. you in case this, this, this. If you want me to stop recording, yeah. you should just leave now." That's dangerous, you know. No, like, it was very dangerous. Yeah. Very dangerous, and it was really scary. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, I think what's what's tough too is that anybody can just say anything about anybody, right? Yeah. I think guys have a vulnerability in that area where anybody can say anything, and then. You know, in this one video, she used just all the tactics that women use to manipulate. She said, I love you. Mm -hmm. She said she, she was, was stigmatized. And she said sex. And she said she was pregnant. And she said, I did. The, I put her in this position. I did this to her, which I can absolutely. I, I'll let you know when I've been wrong and let a woman on. No, even in this thing, the, the, the reason I even found out about it is because I actually was at my house sleep being very wholesome and i get a call <laughs> i get a call from her and she is saying hey tyshawn is uh, put his hands on me oh wow and i'm like of course i know that's not true yeah so i immediately called tyshawn and i said i literally called tyshawn he didn't answer i text him i said bro i don't know what's going on but you need to make sure you call the police right now that's yeah. literally that was literally my text yeah and it, and i think i think her because it was a build-up to that. Mm -hmm. Like, she would ask to see me? No. She would ask to do these things? No. And it was really because I was really in a place where I was, like, grind time, busy. And we weren't that close. We didn't have that deep of a connection. And it's crazy because the build-up of rejection, the rejection got to her so bad yeah. that the pop-up happened. And when she tried to use sex and, oh, you're not going to do that? Yeah. It spun into this wild escapade. And... I found myself like I'm like how did yeah. I get here like I know the game so, I know who and who to and not to mess with that's how I know you really gotta like you really gotta steer clear like ladies yeah. and gentlemen like and really pay attention to the people that you're rocking with letting your life let me let me say this because the game isn't about rejection actually and that wasn't about rejection that's not what triggered her it's about power mm. it was about that and all abuse goes back to those two things. It's always about power and control. Rape, sexual abuse, those things. It's never about sex. It's always about power and control. That's why when we were talking about that example earlier, it's, it's not actually about the attraction or the whatever. It's about controlling something. Your situation and what you're going. She faced a rejection, but then she tried to circumvent that, right? And then she didn't, it, then that's the game. That's when the game starts. I didn't win. This didn't work. I need to feel better about myself. So I need to do this, right? It's about controlling a behavior. It's about winning. And that's what's intoxicating. I can see that. I, wow. I think that's, I think that's a good breakdown. Wow. You, you, you've been, you've been putting on today. Uh, look, you know, what's <laughs> funny is uh, we got a super chat and another one from Jocelyn, the health coach. She been asking you the tough questions today. Okay, let's go, Jocelyn. But, but this thing, she actually cooled down. She says, okay. thanks, Jamie, for answering the tough questions. And, and people Thank can appreciate you. that. People can appreciate you coming on here, being authentic, yeah. keeping Thank it real. You. And we also had a uh, Moda Storyteller just joined the membership, too. Mo, shout out to Mo. Mo is a photographer out in, in I believe, Dallas or Houston. He's in Texas. The reason I know Mo is because Mo probably sent us a DM after our second damn episode and was like, yo, I love what y'all doing. So shout out to Mo for joining the membership. It's been a year and a half, two years in November. Guys, join the membership because Ty and I are investing. Y'all been patient with us. We got big things on the way. I'm going to go ahead and drop two things. First, I'm going to drop our email list i want y'all to go ahead and register for that email list asap yes. 
And then the second thing is and hold I'm, on, hold on, because guys, that email list, we have events coming, guys. Y'all been asking us to bring it to you. Everybody that signs up, we're going to take care of you. We have it all recorded, y'all. All of y'all are going to get discounts. Y'all are going to get early access to everything we got coming. So please go ahead and take action on our email list right now. I like that. Good information today. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks, Jamie. You're beautiful. Okay, shout out to Jamie. Oh, and that's thanks, the second guys. thing. Leading to the second thing, I'm getting ready to drop the beautiful Jamie Lynn's Instagram. So make sure y'all go ahead and reach out to her on Instagram. Of course, once you add her, you'll see her YouTube channel and all that good stuff on there. But please, we always want y'all to show the guest love. Instagram is the very first place to initiate that relationship. So make sure y'all click to add her on Instagram right now. And Jamie, I want to ask you because Tia P sent in the super chat earlier, which I think is important because Tia P, I think Tia P, she might either be a narcissist. I'm joking, Tia P. <laughs> but she probably is experiencing dealing with a narcissist. She's yeah. the one that wants to stay away from her, but she is curious. I'm curious too. Can narcissists recover? Like once you're a narcissist, can you actually get out of the BS and become a productive relationship you know participant so if you actually go by what a narcissist is the answer is no and i'll tell you why it's because they don't perceive that there's a problem if there is no problem there's nothing to fix it actually works for them that doesn't mean that it's healthy it doesn't mean that it doesn't cause distress it's horrible but if somebody doesn't perceive that there is a problem know that there is nothing that you can do now i love god i'm a woman of faith so i do believe that everybody can change and but i have to speak from an intellectual perspective but also a human spiritual perspective and on a human spiritual level yes i think that if there are healing you know, that healing is for everybody and that, you know, if God could change a Pharaoh's heart, he can certainly change a narcissist's heart. But, you know, I would say that that is more on the rarer end. And I will also say this, if you are dealing with a narcissist and you are hoping for them to change, you don't really stick around in the relationship waiting for them to change. I would, rec I would recommend a separation to see that they have shown that they can be consistent with the change over a pattern of time before you decide to re-engage. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think it's possible. I just think, because the thing is not just somebody treating you bad or neglecting yeah. you. This is somebody going out of their way to put you in these very uh, toxic situations. So I would think that person would have to have, they have to be a completely new person. Like they yeah. have to go back and grow up again. Yeah, I would say it's on the rare side, right? Because these things can be very deep rooted, but you know, I and if you're not everybody. if you're not married and you just dating, yeah, listen, throw that fish back in the water. Yeah, go ahead and find you another fish. Yeah, you don't ever want to like you don't ever want to. I think a lot of women and and men can do it too, but women are very guilty of like dating the potential in somebody or like seeing what they could be. Always, always kind of make the decision based on how that person is like currently showing up for you. You know, yeah. is that something you want to entertain? I like that. I like that. And I guess narcissist is really a hot word because we get in the super chat saying queen consciousness 22. She wouldn't let us get away with this one. She says, hey, how does someone become a narcissist? Well, that's a loaded question, but I think narcissists and empaths are on the same spectrum, actually. I don't think they're all that different. Um, and empaths? Mm -hmm. Empaths are people that are very like highly in tune emotionally feel what other people are feeling like, um, tend to be more like 
sensitive and pick up on energies and um, things hit them harder. They just, just, they're affected deeper emotionally on things. Um, it's hard for them to set boundaries. They'll give you the shirt off their back, those kinds of things. I think everything's their fault. It'd be pretty easy to manipulate an empath, you know. Um, and then you have narcissism, uh, which is just a big defense mechanism. It's just, please don't hurt me. It's just kind of like, I'm going to get you before you get me. So where does it come from? Um, I think that it tends to be rooted in childhood more than anything. Um, and these are defenses that we learn as a way to survive our environment. Empaths can be highly attuned to their environment, highly attuned to the energies and emotions of other people. And that's why they get really good at that later on. Whereas narcissists are just like, I'm not going to feel anything. It's all about me. I'm the mm. most important person in the room. Just two different defenses to help you survive your environment. Interesting. Wow. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Well, listen, shout out to y'all, man. It, it, listen, y'all better go ahead and send them in now. And what do y'all think about shop. that, guys? I'm curious. What do y'all think? Because I, I, this is the thing. I'll have to have a private conversation with Tyshawn about this. To Because now we've already, um, I, I believe we already got the legal okay to put out the content. But I'm just, but we, we can't put it out to the general public. So I'm very curious with the members, if we did something special where we showed this video, would you guys be open to examine put, put, the put video? A, put a poll in. Put yeah. a poll in. Put a, just put a poll in the axe. Matter of fact, put it like this. Watch this. Because this is my reputation more than anything else. Check this out. If we got any people in here, if we, get a, if we get half the room to vote. If we get half the room to vote. Well, but what, what's, the, what's the poll, though? Do you guys want to see the video with Tyshawn dealing with a narcissist? And now this thing, we're gonna have to bring some perspective to it. So we're gonna have to bring another expert on to break oh, yeah. down the yeah. video. Yeah, we're gonna break it down. We're gonna bring somebody else in to break that thing down. We're gonna bring somebody else in because it ain't gonna be no smear campaign. Y'all know how we move. It ain't gonna be like that. I wanna break down the tactics because y'all gotta see how tactical this video is. It's kind of, oh my God. And this thing, she's beautiful. She's beautiful. And you should see the look. Oh my. Like when, the thing is, when we have showed people, yeah. The people that we show in person, or like when I've seen, when I've been to Tyshawn, he shows somebody in person, like they have a physical reaction. Like yeah. I've seen guys being like, oh my, oh my God. Uh -huh. Like it's, it's insane. The yeah. look in her eyes. They call that the narcissist stare. It was, it was, it was yeah. possessed. Yeah. It's a thing. Like, I've never seen nothing like that before. Yeah. The narcissist stare. Yeah. That's, it's actually like a thing. When I was telling you guys earlier about, you know, my ex, when he just kind of smirked and like stared when he was walking out, it's the same it was, thing. No, it was a smirk. Yeah. It was a smirk. Yeah, they let you know the but you're the only person that's ever gonna see that. Well, you recorded it, but like no, they always yeah. keep it, they always keep it. It's only their intimate partner primary source. That's the only person that gets to see that. To everybody else, they're Jesus. Man, let me tell you so much. This is absolutely insane what you're saying to me because like I'm having flashbacks. I'm <laughs> I'm having absolute flashbacks. So the, the look, the poll is out, y'all. Go ahead and vote. I just dropped Play that poll. poll. Yeah, we got 10 votes on it so far. And we got another super chat. I know you got to go. I know you know she like, yo, look, I'm in Atlanta. It's my first time in Atlanta. <laughs> I got to turn up. Shout out to Loving Me Forever says, I have nothing but respect for y'all. Thank you for bringing the necessary conversation to our community. May God bless you both on your journey. Thank you. We Thank received you. that. Thank I, you. I want to let y'all know this too, guys. Shout out to Loving Me Forever. And the, and the votes are coming in. Hardly initiated is on Instagram. I know a lot of y'all don't follow us on Instagram. What I want y'all to do for the people who actually want 
to get help with the experts, we come in. If you want to call into the show, send us a DM. All right? I'm going to make it easy. Email. It's even e easier than the email. Send us a DM with your issue that you want solved. And if we feel like it's valid, if we feel like it's something that qualifies for the expert we have, we'll reach back out to you and we'll allow you to call in so we can have you on the show and actually get some help, talk one-on-one -on -one to the experts. Just so y'all know, that's for members only. <laughs> that's for members only, y'all. So make sure yeah. you're actually a member. We're going to take care of our members all the time. Shoot us a DM with your problem and we're going to take care of you. And I never ever want to see a woman put put herself in that situation because that always has to be. I mean, we, we, he's got that video for life. Yeah. I mean, I, and it's crazy because this was somebody that I had a level of respect for, yeah. you know, professionally. I just lost all respect for the person. Just once see, I seen that's, that. That's the tough thing about narcissism is, is that there's always like a facade, right, that they carry, and so people are always shocked. It's usually their only their intimate partner is the only one that gets to see that side of it, right? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And look. if you don't have an IG, just so you know, I see you come in here, send us an email to info at hardlyinitiated.com. You can email us info at hardlyinitiated.com or send a DM. Go ahead. So this is the thing. This is the last, look, she's got to go, guys. This is the very last question because we got no more super, I hate to say this, no more super chats. Yes. We're going to go over this real quick and brief, and then we're going to close it out because this young lady has to go. But just, just one more. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to uh Martel, Mar Martel Day, who says that they're late, but we appreciate them. What are the signs and characteristics of a narcissist? We know what you went over this you already. You need to come to the Just damn show quick, at 8 p.m., quick bro. spill, then we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get up out of here. Like, what you want to pay attention to is a pattern, not a sign, okay? This is where everybody's getting it wrong, okay? You can make any trait a red flag, okay? And we all have, we all have moments where we behave badly, so you can't really go off of that. So, look, there's a cycle of abuse that narcissists have, okay? There's the targeting phase, the idealization phase where they like put you on a pedestal. You can't say you can't do anything wrong. You're great. You're amazing. Um, everything that you thought you wanted in a part partner, they embodied. Like if you like cats, they mirror that. They're like, well, I adopt I adopted two cats last week. So they'll do things like that to start to maintain an attachment. Once the attachment's been secured, you'll see devaluation. That's those slow cuts. So you go out on a date, maybe they walk in front of you or they won't hold your hand. Little, little subtle things like that. After that, they go through the discard phase. Okay. And that's where all of a sudden your relationship with them has ended. You don't know why they're seeing somebody else. They blocked you on social media. You can't get a hold of them. Okay. And then they go to the hoovering phase and that's just where they suck you back in. So they just say and do whatever it takes to get you back in. And there's obviously like a lot that happens within that cycle, but that cycle happens over and over and over and over and over again. And it never ends because a narcissist always feels like they have access to you. They always feel like they have ownership of you. So if you can find the pattern, that is your biggest tell for with your, if you're actually dealing with somebody, don't look for a pattern or don't look for the traits, look for a pattern. And that was actually more thorough than the first time. That was like, Hey, wait, that was lit. question twice. That was good. She's still warming up y'all. <laughs> no, that was good. Jamie well, Lynn. Hey, yo, go ahead and read that. Read the poll. Did we get, how many people got in the poll? So closing it out, we got 69 It's members only though. It's members only. So that sounds about right. Members only. Do you want Tyshawn to drop the video of his narcissist experience? 80% of people said, absolutely. Yeah, we we can do that. I don't. Yeah, oh members only though. It has to. It has to be. We're gonna. Only. We got. We might. We might need to do a members only like 
call or Zoom or something like that. Like, yeah. you can probably do something fun. So, guys, members, this is what I want y'all to do because I don't want to talk about this too much. We're going to close out for today. I just want y'all to stay on that members, on that community post. That's how we're going to be posting everything that's going on. I went through everybody's that submitted a survey. If you haven't submitted a survey, go ahead and send it. We listed out. Not only have we listed, but we actually have reached out and are in preliminary discussions with a lot of the people that you guys have sent us that you actually want on the show. Not only that, we are getting better at our casting and scheduling. So we got a bunch of dope shows coming up. And then, of course, the production. We're going to start doing call-ins for members only to actually call in as long as your situation is relevant to the conversation. And we're going to get you to be able to talk to a coach or expert and directly. this Wednesday, we got two amazing sex therapists and sex psychologists coming up here so we talking sex on wednesday oh wednesday it's is gonna be so be good a very very fun show i'm telling you we've been the hell out of these people and we bringing them on here and bringing the conversations to help you transform and have better relationships and me me and ryan gonna figure out how we gonna introduce that video to y'all the right way all right because we got to do it right all right but other than that listen thank you so much jamie for coming thank here y'all know jamie flew all the way here from pacific <laughs> time yes the west coast and y'all stayed here with my raggedy ass voice, I sound like a 13 year old boy going through pu puberty right now with this cracking ass voice, but I'm gonna get this shit right. I'm gonna make sure I get the honey, the tea, the lemon, the lime, all the, <laughs> all the recipes y'all done gave me in the chat. I've been reading it. Yeah, yeah. But listen, thank y'all so much for caring and tuning into another episode. Join that email list and follow Jamie Lynn right now. Right. Damn, now. Thanks, guys. Shout out to Jocelyn, the health coach, for joining the membership. <laughs> yes. Hey, listen, members only, baby. The members, y'all going to get some special, special experiences with us here at Harley Initiated. But listen, we love you. Harley Initiated, we are out. Good show, man.